Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last episode of Games Are Fun podcast for the year. My name is Luke Armstrong, and I am your host. Joining me this week is Adam Beagle. Adam, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, Luke. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Also joining us is Garrett Neely. Garrett, how about you? How are you doing? Doing well. I'm ready to recap this year of games with you guys. Yeah, definitely. And also joining us is the king himself, at Lordly King S dot, yeah, <laughs> Stephen Beagle. Stephen, thanks for joining. Hey, not a problem. I love being here, and uh, this is going to be a lot of fun tonight. I'm excited. Yes, absolutely. So basically, today's show is going to be all about 2020. We're going to do a top five for each of us. So we're going to kind of go around the table, and we're going to list, you know, obviously... Number one being our game of the year. We're going to go down, give our personal list, just kind of have some discussions about these games. Uh, We also have some other categories on there, like our biggest disappointment, favorite new old game. Um, And then, you know, any other games from 2020 that we played that we wanted to give one last shout out to, maybe give it as a recommendation for you guys to check out for yourself. So it's really just going to be a big reflection on 2020 and it's going to be a a whole lot of fun. So, yeah, yeah. But before we start, we actually have a special announcement to make. So this has been in the works for for a little bit there. Um, Steven. (laughs) Yeah, you. (laughs) Steven is joining Games Are Fun in a full-time capacity. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Crack crack the DP, (laughs) man. Um, yeah, Steven, um, we wanted to, to expand games are fun by another person. And, uh, you know, we had lots of interested applicants that wanted to, to join in and we appreciate everyone who applied, uh, Steven, we felt that was the, the best choice for us right now. Um, you know, we know Steven quite well, obviously <laughs> Adam knows him the best being, being related, but, uh, Steven, you guys are real jerk. <laughs> yeah. Take it back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Steven is, uh, you know, you've been on the show multiple times before you, you were on our 2019 game of the year episode and, um, you know, final fantasy, you've done some episodes with Adam and stuff like that. So we, we already have that history working with you and yeah, we're really excited to, to have you on board. Thank you guys. Um, whole, you know, wholly unexpected. I do a lot of messing around on my, on my morning show uh teasing you guys and stuff like that and and whenever you uh kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said hey we're gonna bring you in it was uh it's honestly at this point a dream come true type of deal you know and and i appreciate the opportunity and i'm gonna do well by all of you to bring my most uh honest and um uh genuine opinion of the games that i play uh to make sure that you stay informed with what's going on out there and you know bring some even-handedness um to the table here, I think with, with certain games as well, which will be, I'm just ready to, to offer a bunch of stuff up and I appreciate you guys for bringing me in. Thank you so much. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. We, we always like me, Adam and Garrett, we all kind of like, I guess, kind of the same games. You know, I think we all have our individual interests, but we also try to like cover everything there is to cover right and steven what i appreciate about you is like you have your games that you like and speak to you and uh you do a really great job at like articulating why it is that you love those games and why those games are good so uh you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna be a great uh perspective to the show so it's gonna be a whole lot of fun so 
Um, yeah, absolutely. We, uh, Adam, Garrett, anything to say? Did you do you want to compliment Steven some more? I'm sure he'll he'll take some compliments if you guys want to throw him. Yeah, yeah, like he said, he, he gives us a little crap all the time, so uh, yeah, I don't think compliments are due at this point, but uh, we'll, uh, I think I have a feeling we're gonna have some uh, some uh, back and forth going on at some point, you know, kind of a, yeah, a little healthy you know, banter. Yeah, in our in our early days in the in the guest guest shows, me and Garrett, I, I it, I, we're gonna have fun you and i oh, yeah. cause i feel like you and i kind of we get like this we a do, little bit. And in the friendliest of ways and it's exactly. it's awesome mm-hmm. i think it's it provides for a good uh you know like a a, a different perspective than what you know my, myself and adam and, and luke uh kind of kind of have a different dynamic so it'll be it'll be great to have you and i'm excited right on all right well with that special announcement out of the way, let's continue on with the show. Before we get to talking about all the games of 2020, we wanted to mention that Games Are Fun is a weekly podcast. Each week, Adam, Garrett, and I, and also Stephen in the new year, are joined together to talk about video game news, trending industry topics, and give reviews on recent game releases. You can find the podcast wherever podcasts are found uh spotify google podcast apple podcast just search for games are fun on your podcast service of choice and we should pop up on there uh, if you're listening on apple podcast make sure you consider leaving us a review and if whatever platform you choose to listen on we'd really appreciate if you could subscribe to the show and for you watching on twitch right now here live uh we're going to be doing a lot more live streaming in the new year we uh we have Lots of projects in the work. Um, that's something that we we want to do. Uh, like lot, a lot more gaming content too, because um, we had so much fun playing games on Extra Life uh, last weekend that we wanted to continue that on. Yeah, so um, make sure you're following us here on Twitch.tv/slash/GamesAreFunPodcast. All right, guys. Uh, first of all, I, I should make it clear to the Twitch chat and everyone listening. Um, I, I did buy a bottle of champagne in celebration for a couple things. Uh, one, I got Twitch affiliate today, so that was really, really exciting. Um, thanks to everyone. Like, I've seen some people in the chat here that popped into the stream today. Adam, Garrett, Steven, you guys, like, really, really helped me out with that. So I really appreciate it. It was such a, a good stream this morning. So thank you, guys and yeah had to had to get the drink drink for that but more importantly we had to drink because this is the last episode of games are fun for the year we're going to return back in the new year with some new content but uh yeah i i got a champagne bottle and i was going to bring it in and pop it pop it on stream but i i uh i was loosening in the kitchen and it was like okay this isn't this isn't happening and i see this (laughs) going totally sideways so i poured myself a large glass of champagne Technically, it's Prosecco because I'm cheap, but, you know, we're, we're here and we're ready, so it's going to be fun. a time. <laughs> I, uh, I don't have champagne, but I did mix myself a gin and tonic, so this is not, this is not plain water. This is gin and tonic, <laughs> I assure you. I just got good. I made it pretty heckin' strong, too. I almost, I almost uh, for the announcement of me joining the team, I almost shook it up and did the whole, like, <laughs> oh, That would have been good. Any electronics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine it. it. Imagination, everybody. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's get into it. So the where we want to start, because we 
we figured it probably wouldn't be best to end off our game discussion with this topic. Let's get it right out of the way. Biggest disappointment. So if you guys, I, I should have actually gone back and listened, but you know, I, I'd like to just out of interest sake, if we maybe look back at the beginning of 2020 and maybe just share what going into the year your most anticipated game is was um and then maybe share what your biggest disappointment i'm interested to see if there's any correlation there because there is for me <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, whoever wants I to can, take a stab can, at it yeah i'll go ahead and take it mine was uh i think when we did the episode my answer was animal crossing and halo infinite so obviously halo infinite bit of a disappointment didn't come out but you know, they're doing the right thing and, and putting in the work on that game and going to get it ready to ship before they actually ship it out. Um, as opposed to some other games that I'm sure we're about to talk about. Uh, Animal Crossing, though, that one, you know, that one turned out well. I think uh, we'll be talking about that one a lot tonight. So, uh, but for me, we're, we're, we're about to get into it here, Steven and Adam, too. <laughs> My biggest disappointment of the year was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ooh. Um, <laughs> this game... I thought was going to be the one that, that, you know, I've tried a lot of Final Fantasy games over the years and they've always been good to me, but I've never like had the hook like so many people do. And I, I really had a lot of faith that this was going to be the one and just didn't turn out that way. Uh, it's not a bad game. Nothing wrong with it. Just didn't click uh, as, as, as much as I was expecting or hoping that it would for me. Uh, that said, I did kind of give up on it halfway through the game because I just I just wasn't having a great time. Uh, I really enjoyed it at the beginning of the game. I'm not sure exactly what changed. Um, I think the, the the battle system got a little convoluted for me as things went on. Just so many different, as you learn more spells, and I kind of just maybe got a little overwhelmed and probably could have just taken a taken a step back and, and maybe, uh, you know, rearranged the spells in a way that made sense to me and that kind of thing. But I got kind of frustrated with it and stepped away from it and, and haven't gone back to it since. And uh, so for me, yeah, it was personally a disappointment. I know that, you know, it was a lot of people, uh, a lot of people really enjoyed it. And like I said, I, I'm definitely not knocking the quality of the game or uh, saying it's a bad game by any means. It just wasn't uh, something that, that aligned with me this year. And, and I do hope to give it another chance at some point and uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do that and, and judge from there. So um, won't take up too much more time on on uh, disappointing things, but yeah, that was that was the one for me this year. Hmm. Hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Adam? Sorry, sorry to disappoint. Uh, <laughs> all good. Uh, so my most anticipated game coming into the year was I'm pretty sure I I said Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, that is not my most. <laughs> my biggest disappointment of the year in fact i really like that game a lot so uh i think for me my biggest disappointment and i'm kind of surprised uh this didn't come up already is it got to be cyberpunk 2077 um i'm actually I'm, I'm having a really good time with the game um there's just you know it, it seems like there's a lot of things that this game should have come packaged with that it it didn't it, it definitely feels like an unfinished product and I think there's there's a lot of room for improvement. I think they will improve it. Uh, it's just, for me, I was expecting this absolute blockbuster of a game. I got a really good one, but not that, uh, you know, just absolute banger that I was mm -hmm. expecting. 
Fair enough. Definitely fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my my most anticipated was Final Fantasy VII Remake. And like Adam, not my biggest disappointment. My biggest disappointment actually goes to Ghost of Tsushima for this year. Mm. And the reason for this is whenever whenever this game was announced, I'm like, ooh, samurai game, right? Right. Um, and it's and and Ghost of Tsushima, the Ghost of Tsushima itself is a great game. The combat system is fantastic, the world is gorgeous. What really got me was the plot. Because I'm expecting to walk into this as full-blown honor you know honor driven samurai and kind of getting that uh that old samurai movie feel to it i even have you know japanese sub english or japanese dub Mm -hmm. english sub on it so just really kind of giving it that feel but they railroad you they railroad you into that ghost role and it affects your Mm -hmm. story so your uncle is ashamed of you because you stabbed that guy in the back the one time because you're playing ninja for some of the game as well, and you're forced to do it in some of these missions, and kind of rail, railroad you into it. And along with that, I got what I like to call Skyrimmed on it, um, where your plot for the game doesn't hook you as well as what the rest of the world does. So I was more interested in exploring and going around in the world and doing all the stuff that was there and enjoying the scenery, taking pictures, and you know, uh, uh, messing around in, in a samurai sense. But the plot itself just wasn't like, going complete me, you know, mm-hmm. go and finish the game, finish this plot, find out what happens to your character. Because as soon as they hit the railroad on me, that you're, you're always the ghost and your family's going to hate you for it. I pretty much was just like, well, done. I'm, I'm, I'm an honorable samurai. I walk into cities and literally call out the, call out the bad guys to come fight me in the yeah. streets. I'm not hopping around, you know, the rooftops and throwing kunai and all that bull crap. <laughs> like literally stand up and fight me. Yeah. You know, so. And you know, it's funny. My, my biggest disappointment for this year. It, it's funny is that I I know I've mentioned this on previous shows too. Uh, there's a review episode y'all can check it out. Um, but I I'm not a stealth game player by any means. I I suck at stealth games. They're just not my jam. But I loved playing as like doing the ghost play style and Ghost of Tsushima. Absolutely loved it. Playing as a as a ninja, just skulking around, taking dudes out um you know from their blind spots and everything was just it was a lot of fun granted i like the samurai aspect too just getting everyone's faces and fighting but uh yeah it's a, i actually really like the stealth mechanics in this game but yeah no i not to discount what you were saying i'm just throwing mm-hmm. throwing that out there oh yeah cool my biggest disappointment uh so my most anticipated game was cyberpunk 2077 and my most disappointing game was Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> um, which isn't, like I said, too surprising. You know, and you, you could fault me for overhyping the game, um, but when you look at what happened to, with CD Projekt Red in that game, I mean, it, it's making mainstream like news at this point, right? Like, I think the New York Times did a piece on it recently. Um, it's really ramping up for them at C- CD Projekt Red. Um, it's gone way, like when we s- saw that game and all the controversy that was coming out in those first couple days, it was one thing, but to see, look at how big we are now, you know, like what, 11 days later, <laughs> like it's pretty unreal. So yeah, I, I just, it's disappointing because, you know, um, I, it's also disappointing in the sense that I wanted to like just love this game so I could talk about it on the show here because um, I, I really tied that game to games are fun. Like from 
the very first episode I did by myself, which was like a half hour of me giving some E3 2018 predictions, you know, I was just like, you can hear me like talking about how excited I was. And that was before we really even seen gameplay of Cyberpunk. So, um, you know, from that point up until before release, there was, I mean, there was so much content that we covered on Cyberpunk, uh, you know, myself, Adam, when you joined in and then Garrett, when you came on the, this year, like think of how many, I think cyberpunk might actually be the leading in our podcast episode titles. Cause like we clearly were really excited for that game and we wanted to talk about it. So, you know, it's disappointing in that sense, but you know, it's, it's also the game just didn't hit the mark for me. Right. Um, I should mention that I have switched over to PC and holy crap what a difference that made mm-hmm. um to those who are like well why didn't you get it on pc in the first place um i just you know i, I didn't think it was gonna be that bad and i just kind of wanted a game that i could kick back on my couch throw my feet up and just casually play it because i was you know planning on spending hundreds of hours in it and then it just it it didn't work out uh that way so uh, i'm excited to replay the the parts that i've played because now they look fresh they look great um so yeah it's it's not a complete disappointment until i i kind of finish that game see how it ended and how it uh how it all unfolds but i will say just like i played 16 hours on ps5 and that was not the experience i was hoping for when if you asked me in 2019 so so yeah, especially especially whenever they they delayed release just to make sure that it was finished for console, right? right. For the next gen consoles, yeah, they, they took an extra month of time just to ensure that that process was going to be well, and then you throw in on top like the jankiness of the game, you know, and and Sashi called it out in chat here two times it's been delayed just to try and make sure everything got polished out, and they gave us an unfinished product. Yeah, you know, I'm waiting, obviously, and yeah. me. You guys know me. Hello, games. Big fan. Hi. Hi. Um, you promised no more. No, no I didn't say it. That I was dangerously it. close. It was close. I didn't say it, though. I'm hoping that you guys have that experience. I'm, I'm hoping for myself, too, as somebody who's waiting to play Cyberpunk, that they take it, they take this insight, and they go back to the grind on it, shut their mouths, and finish the game and give it to us the way that it was intended to be. That's what I'm hoping for. I hope they don't just leave it as it is, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just have this pile of crap sitting out here that we're going to have to deal with and nobody gets to enjoy the game that everybody in the world was hyped for. Right. You know, because um, we were all ready for it. We were yeah. ready for this beautiful big world, the city to dive into. And it has, it has all the pieces it's just a crummy, crummy technical piece of crap right now. And it yeah. really sucks. Yeah. 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 On, on a... console, it is. On PC, it's actually right. really solid. Look, it's a beautiful game. And when it's, when it's running the way it's intended, uh, because it, it's, you know, clearly it's been optimized for PC, not optimized for consoles. When you mm-hmm. get an actual optimized version for those consoles and everyone gets a chance to experience it, experience the game as it should be at least in the current state again like i said it, it still feels like an unfinished product mm-hmm. um but to, to at least get it up to par with where pc is people are going to enjoy it a whole lot more so yeah i think this is probably a good time for me to mention that i did beat the game since the last time we all talked and so 
I mean, I echo everything you guys have said still. I, I enjoyed what I played, uh, but it could have been, you know, a, a lot better and it could have been closer to that revolutionary game that we all were kind of expecting. So, um, yeah, that's why it didn't make my biggest disappointment is because overall with the story and how things play out in the game, I'm not disappointed. But yes, it, I am disappointed in the in the situation, obviously. So, yeah. bummer, huge bummer. Yeah, totally. Well, I guess uh, on that that note, let's let's talk about maybe some let's let's start celebrating 2020 for sure. Now that we got that out of the way, and yeah, uh, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the first category that we'll we'll start off with is we we call this favorite new old game, <laughs> which basically is a game that maybe didn't release in the 2020 calendar year, but it was a game that was our favorite go-to game that we played. Um, you know, maybe it was a game that released previously and we finally got to pick it up, or it's a game that is kind of one of those go-to games that we've always played. And this year was no different. We had a really great time with it. So um, I guess who, who wants to go first? We got Garrett. Let's start with you, Steven. <laughs> Steven wants it. Yeah. He Bring wants it on it. in. Bring it on in. So I I kind of this is my ongoing, you know, you said favorite old favorite new old game. Um, easy choice for me because if there was any game this year that I played more than even the new games that came out, including my my game of the year, uh, it would be Final Fantasy 14. And they got snubbed at the game awards this year. They should at least been a nominee. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though my favorite game that shall not be mentioned got the award. <laughs> uh, this one, I feel at least should have been a nomination. And Final Fantasy 14 is one of those games that um, is just so dang good. So dang good at the at, around everything in it that it is that much of a go back and play forever type of thing. Um, and I was just mentioning this to uh, Alicia yesterday that... Um, this is going to be a forever game for me, it seems like, because even even with, let's say, for instance, in the in the in the next two expansions, they close down main story and they no longer produce content, which I doubt that's even going to be the case because I've been digging into the lore and it's probably going to be around for a good while. Um, it, there's still so much to do in the game that I'm going to be playing it for a long time. Um, it's, so it's it's. And they've released two two major patches this year, 5.3 and 5.4 for the Shadow for the Shadowbringers expansion pack, and they just continue on with this uh, brain gripping story to keep you drawn into that kind of single player experience that they have with it, along with a whole bunch of different battles battles to run, and those things I've started tapping into, and it adds a whole nother level of gameplay to to the to the game. So yeah. Uh, Favorite new old game this year? Definitely Final Fantasy fourteen. I uh, I can't put it down. I can't. <laughs> chat, my chat won't let me either. So I <laughs> yeah. doubt, you know. But it's it's uh, it's going to be one of those things that's going to be going on for a long time, and I will happily throw that one into the <laughs> favorite new old game category for real. Love it, Adam. Yeah, for me, I mean, I I definitely agree final fantasy 14 that's not what i'm choosing though i'm i'm uh 
I was really torn on this. There's a couple games that I played that didn't release this year. Well, I, I want to give uh, other games, you know, a, a bit of a spotlight That's here. Fair. So That's fair. Um, so there were, there were a couple games here that I really wanted to mention, although I think for me, uh, so it's a, a game that didn't release this year, but I played for the first time this year and that is control. Uh, I had, I, I love, love, love control. Uh, it's so good. I think it's coming to game pass soon. Uh, is that, it's already, that's always it's the rumor. Oh. <laughs> is it actually coming to game, game pass? It, Was that confirmed? I think it's there now, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I uh, bought it and then it came to Game Pass. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, absolute great game. Oh, I, I enjoyed it so much. I didn't play the DLCs, but uh, I think it would be cool to to go and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in Game of the Year discussions last year, I believe, um, yeah. mm-hmm. for, for good reason. Uh, totally deserving of the nominations that it got. Uh, good, good voice acting. The game it was the first game that I played with ray tracing in it too. Uh, when I built my gaming computer, and it it was beautiful. Um, really, really pretty game, and uh, the the story was gripping. It was very X Files ish, which I loved. Uh, that that really, uh, that really kind of pulled on my, I don't know, heartstrings, I guess, and. Um, yeah, like I said, really enjoyed the characters, really enjoyed the combat. Uh, the combat did reach a point where it sort of plateaued in the middle, and then there wasn't a whole lot of progression after that, which was a little bit of a bummer. But I think overall, just like really solid game. Um, and it was it was just, I don't know, it was weird. Like I didn't pick it up when it came out last year because there was some just some weird critiques that it got that, that it you know kind of made it sound like something I wouldn't be interested in. And then I, I built my computer and it was on sale for like half off. And I tried it and I just fell in love. But I did want to do a quick shout out to uh, Deliver Us the Moon and Yakuza Zero as other games that I played Hell for the yeah. first time this year that are just uh, absolute <laughs> nice. bangers. Uh, so, and both of those are in Game Pass as well. So go play those. I didn't know you could shout out other ones. Near Automata. <laughs> Automata. I, I cheated. Yeah. I don't think we were supposed to, but I <laughs> Deliver Us the Moon. I it, It's a short. You can beat that game in like one or two sittings and then yakuza um yeah luke got me into that and uh yeah that was just it was crazy you know it's over the top but it's awesome hell yeah very good well for me uh so my best new old ongoing game was uh destiny 2 so uh they released a new uh expansion this fall called beyond light and basically kind of flipped the script on a lot of things story-wise that they haven't really touched before and uh, really kind of cleaned the game up because, you know, Destiny 2 has been going since 2017 and it's just become a little overrun with content to the point where I was at the point that I couldn't really enjoy the game anymore because I had like hundreds of quests in my quest log that were just, you, you know, clogging things up. I didn't really know what was worth my time anymore in that game. And uh, I know a lot of players that were that are very, very hardcore really disliked it for that reason. But for me, it was kind of like a, a blank page, a fresh start and a way to get back into a game that I really love. And uh, there's also a lot of callbacks to uh, Destiny 1 uh, that, that they kind of made one of the main characters from that game that you really never learned very much about. You kind of finally get to learn uh, what her story is and, and what she's all about. And um, it's she was she's kind of been a meme in the destiny community just because uh you know her her famous line is 
I don't have time to explain why I don't have time to explain. And so basically, it's basically a metaphor for the entire game, which w- was kind of a mess at launch. And and so it kind of became a meme am- among the community. And so for them to finally bring her as a character back around and and give flesh her out and, and kind of let everyone see who she really was, was, was awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, just Destiny, I've been playing Destiny off and on since, since uh, the first game released, since the beta for that first game, actually. And um, just a game that I, I really enjoy, and I, I'm happy to say that I'm finally back into a place with it where I feel like I can access it and and not feel overwhelmed. And one last thing, they're adding, um, not sure exactly when, but soon, the first raid ever from Destiny 1 is coming back in Destiny 2, cool. and that's the raid that I spent the most time with and know like the back of my hand, and so that's going to be like you know, a trip down memory lane to, to get back in there with some buddies and, and run that again and, you know, be able to take advantage of all the, the new features in destiny Two and, and see how that, you know, changes things in, in that raid. So very excited for that. So yeah, destiny two was my game this year. Nice. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of picked it up again whenever they went free to play destiny two mm-hmm. uh, and they gave like what the first, not only the, the, the main game, but then two expansions, two expansions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of fell into that. There's a lot of quests to do, and I found yes. myself doing all the old stuff again, and maybe PvP every once in a while and things like that. But um, it is a it is a solid freaking game, isn't it? It is yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's it's Bungie at its best when it comes to the shooting. You know, yeah, and since you've mentioned it before, like I've always wanted to sit down and play more with you because I feel like you could guide me along a little bit better. And mm-hmm. Destiny is one of those games that I definitely would put a lot of time into if I had a buddy. So keep that For in mind. Sure. Crossplay is coming in January, I think. So we'll we'll be able to do that soon. Super. For me, my go-to game was easily Call of Duty Warzone, and I don't know when Warzone technically it, it was last year, wasn't it that it came out? I think, I think so. it was this year. It could have been this year. It's one of the longest year ever. So. Yeah, like there's, I I've fallen into that trap of like. That would I mean, like everyone. That is like that was this year. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> March tenth, twenty twenty. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. dang it. Shows how much research I did for this one. <laughs> like the the one piece of criteria well, I don't even meet. <laughs> I mean, you could technically oh, say no. that the game it's attached to came out last year. So yeah, like Modern Warfare. So I did get. I got Warzone, uh, or sorry, I got Modern Warfare when I uh, upgraded to my PS4 Pro, and um, that's where Warzone came from. So I remember I was messing around in multiplayer. So that's probably why that that that's where my mind was at but um well whatever i'm saying warzone and uh because uh, it's kind of like an ongoing game right and mm-hmm. i just had so much fun with that game like the battle royale genre was one of those things that like when when it like i think PUBG, and i, I know that there's been mods in different uh you know games over the years that have introduced variations of the battle royale genre. But I just remember like thinking when I was younger, having like that kind of similar idea for a game. And when they started coming out, I was like, man, this genre is so much fun. But like every single one that came out, like wasn't clicking with me. Um, PUBG self-explanatory. The game was kind of a buggy mess and at least on consoles it was. And, 
uh, it just it just wasn't hitting the mark. Fortnite, fun time, still same thing. It wasn't hitting the mark for me. Apex came along and you know did a lot for me, but once Call of Duty Warzone came on, it was like it, it paired like one of my favorite like first person shooters, right? A series that I've been playing for decades at this point, um, over a decade. It, uh, yeah, it just, it fits so good. And I've just had so much fun, like running that game solo. I mean, Garrett, you and I played a lot this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I had so much fun with their zombie mode at Halloween. Like I was like, uh, I think I I was in a quarantine period because I had to get COVID tested and, I was just, that was my go-to game. I was playing round after round after round. Like it was so much fun. So yeah, I, I'm glad to see uh, that game getting that update with a new map. I'm hoping to to continue playing that into the new year. And the goal for that game now is to to get better at mouse and keyboard so that I can trans- transition over to PC. But that was like the the cherry on top to, to my Warzone experience this year is then booting it up on my my pc for the first time and hitting huge you know high frame rates and it was like silky smooth uh man it totally i i now understand why people say fps's belong on pc with mouse and keyboard because it just it's snappier it's quicker it's going to take a little bit to practice but uh i'm excited to to continue on with that so right on nice let's uh move on to i guess that's yeah we're moving on to the the big topic here which is our top five games of the year so i think what makes the most sense with this is to sorry nishan says but what's that kd ratio dog you don't want to (laughs) know you don't you don't want to ask that nishan um so what I think we should do is maybe we could just kind of do a round table like we did, we were doing. Um, I, w- I will say that like if a game comes up that is maybe like your number four, right? When we're on number five, you can you can mention, give give some quirks and stuff like that. Uh, but we all, all obviously want to save the the game of the year for the, the big reveal for each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Mm-hmm. I guess we'll we'll kick it back over to you, Stephen. Um, let's hear your number five. So no, my number five um, goes to Watch Dogs Legion, uh, which was wow. an incredible game. And really, I can probably say that it's only number five because I haven't completed story on it yet. Mm. And it's it's one of those perfectly crafted open world games. Um, I point to Horizon Zero Dawn a lot for this type of this type of game where. Uh, it's an open world game. You can do whatever you want to. The world is pretty. It's fun to explore. There's lots of cool things to do. But the plot of the game keeps you moving through it, right? Uh, complete opposite of Ghost of Tsushima in that point. Uh, and that's why I made my list. <clears throat> but the the story is fantastic. And it it really kind of grabs a hold of a modern day issue that we that we deal with in, in human trafficking and such. So like it's very plot, the plot's very heavy into mm-hmm. that point. And confronting that, where uh, in this kind of um, corporate, corporately controlled city now, you know, and it, it, it just, it hooks you into it. And then gameplay is absolutely fantastic. Being able to, to hack things like drones and stuff and use them to your advantage. 
there was one mission I completed without stepping foot into the compound because I could just go from camera to camera, mess around with people, run them over and ha with hacked cars and use my drones to go in and, and interact with whatever I needed to within that compound. I never had that have my person actually step foot into it. Um, and that was a lot of that's a lot of fun to, playing that way in that game. And then the other thing, too, is recruiting literally anybody that you want to off the street, like anybody. Um, and as you gain renown and things, you can even get into recruiting people from enemy factions that you're dealing mm. with going up against. So um, it's got really great, great gameplay style to it. I made it a mission in my playthrough to make sure that every single person that I recruited wears a bowler derby because there's enough people walking around. <laughs> walking around england that can wear a yeah. bowler derby so i have a right now i have a team of about three that came with their derbies and another three that i had to buy them derbies as they walked <laughs> around in their street clothes to to wear them um solid game five does not give it justice to what it actually is i think if we're going to do this you know one through five thing right uh, but it is a game that if you haven't played yet and you love that kind of open world uh great you know, great gameplay, riveting, riveting plot. Um, Watch Dogs Legion has it all. It's a, it's a, it's a banger. It's a, it's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun, um, and was easily found on my top five list for this year. That's awesome. I that game was always I was always interested in it ever since it was announced because I I I'm one of the rare few that actually enjoyed the first Watch Dogs. Um, maybe because I just went into it really not knowing anything about it, forgetting about all of its controversy, and I was like, just it was a great time. Two also enjoyed it, didn't complete it. Um, but yeah, the conversation for for Legion kind of died down after after it released um and i don't know if that's because we were just probably on a couple weeks out from next gen and that kind of took over the discussion but um yeah hear, hearing your your thoughts on it definitely like i i was i was, was kind of on the fence of getting it but i think I, i'm totally gonna pull the trigger on it now so mm -hmm. yeah right on all right adam i guess we'll we'll work that uh counterclock clockwise rotation Sure. Uh, yeah. So I think for me, uh, number five is going to be the game that uh, maybe defined 2020 for for a lot of people, which is uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Um, what a just absolute charming game! It was every bit as good as I, you know, I imagined it was going to be. I was very, very hyped for that game for uh, pretty much since they announced, even before they announced it, to be honest, because. Uh, I mean, we, we'd all been, you know, waiting for the next Animal Crossing game since, uh, oh, geez. Um, <laughs> when, when was the last one before that? New Leaf on 3DS. And then we got no, that yeah. weird board game. And, uh, on Wii U. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So we had to suffer through the whole Wii U life cycle uh, for it to finally come through on Switch years after after the console launched. And uh, totally, totally worth it. Yeah. Um, you know, get getting out of debt from from Tom Nook is is a beautiful thing. Expanding your house, bringing uh, new new villagers into your island, and then getting the ability to customize your island just about any way you see fit is is just so good. Like once you get to a certain point in the game, and you can do like the terraforming terraforming stuff mm -hmm. is amazing. Just being able to do that, you move you know houses, then you can make bridges and inclines and you have the different you know uh layered tiers to your island and of course the the events and and the uh, support they keep bringing the game is is amazing 
Uh, this toy day stuff has been so much fun. I've, I've been having a good time just grinding out, trying to pop balloons to get the recipes for things. And then using that to, to decorate the Island and my house with, um, yeah, there's just, uh, not enough good things to say about that game. And, and it's brought a lot of joy to people, uh, this year, you know, everyone kind of stuck at home and it was a good means of, um, while Nintendo doesn't have the best, you know, multiplayer system in the world, it was a good means to sort of interact with other people and share your island with others and compare. And, you know, some people were using it for really creative stuff. There were uh, Ninja Warrior series that people did in that there Survivor, um, you know, Big Brother, like all these different like TV adaptations that people used Animal Crossing for. How Gary about- Witta had that extremely... Yeah. <laughs> uh, extremely popular series animal talking like Mm -hmm. it it was amazing what people were able to do with this game because of how much you can customize and sort of make it your own um so that's yeah that was my number five and i will piggyback on this because animal crossing was actually my number two for this year am i supposed to give the number whenever i chime in and get around if you want Uh, i mean whatever yeah uh, animal crossing was my number two this year and um you know it 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 was a it was a solid <laughs> it was such a solid game and i i had never played animal crossing leading up to this one mm-hmm. so this is my first animal crossing game yeah, first experience that i've had I'm completely new to it right uh i think my latest hour count is 1100 hours <laughs> god steven <laughs> that's crazy right now now to be fair it was some of that was just it being on in the background while i was working sure i was still yeah. working yeah at home and just having the hourly music change just to keep my mm-hmm. day fresh with that hourly Great music, music. Change. Mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm i have a little break between whatever i'm doing and i can go pop a balloon real quick you know what i mean so like it had that thing to it but then all the other stuff that you can do within the game itself just to keep yourself busy during that time frame of our lives um along with the connectivity with other with other people through it um, it really was just a, a great game to have this year, and I'm glad it was here. And that's why it's so high on my list, is it is just a perfect example of gaming at its finest for one of the worst times in our lives to kind of give us this little bit of um, this little bit of joy, mm-hmm. you know, in, in living a life yeah. without actually having the ability to go out your door and, and live a real life, you know? It was good. Mm-hmm. It was exactly the game we needed for this year specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Totally. Yeah, it was my number two as well. So, nice. uh, yeah, I mean, everything you guys said is is hitting it right on the nose. For me, Animal Crossing is a game, a series that I've always been super into. I remember must have been like 2000, 2001, seeing screenshots of it in uh nintendo power and hearing all about this game that had been out in japan and it was coming to the gamecube one day and was going to be this you know new kind of game and it they hooked me with with these previews they did in nintendo power and then first game came out a couple days before my birthday it was just like the perfect storm for me to get really really hooked on animal crossing and i mean i was in like middle school at the time and i would get up at like 5 a.m to play animal crossing before i went in for football practice and stuff like i was you gotta make them bells man you gotta yeah man so i mean (laughs) yes exactly this this game was was something that i had been looking forward to for a long time it was everything i wanted out of a new game which was to progress the series to a point that allowed for more customizability more um you know just making things your own and and really um you know, kind of giving you 
some of those options that other sim type games have like the sims like uh you know um stardew valley and stuff like that kind of expanding the uh the emphasis on making it your own rather than living in someone else's little little world and so um yeah just a stellar game something that that definitely got me through some of the the harder uh times this year you know i had a new baby this year so when things hit we were we were at home uh when, when my wife was pregnant she's asthmatic like we, we just couldn't risk very much and so we you know we we were at home a lot of the time during during the early days of covid and so it was uh it was kind of my escape there for a little while and that was that was definitely nice to have and i know a lot of people have a, a similar relationship with it so yeah my number two and and uh what a game yeah it was my number five as well um i yeah, a unanimous I, a unanimous <laughs> choice for the top five. Where yeah, go? a couple oh, twos nice and a couple triggered. fives. So obviously we all loved it here. Um, I I'm with you, Stephen. This was my first Animal Crossing experience. Um, I wasn't sure how I was gonna receive an Animal Crossing game because the only time I had ever played Animal Crossing was at a friend's house on the GameCube back in the day, and I remember being like, "Wow, this is Sims but with animals," and uh, that was like my only real impression of it and, you know, getting hands on with it and having my own experience with it, um, was, was fantastic. And I mean, I would, I, I want to just repeat pretty much everything you guys said, uh, with this game releasing when it did, right? Like it, I will forever like associate this whole pandemic with like that time that I spent, you know, all the hours building the island um and it was a lot of fun doing it with megan um because obviously we had to share that island and she was a big stardew fan and she still says stardew is is way is up here and animal crossing is down here for her but um it was fun to like for for her too to like you know as someone who appreciates that kind of genre of games and then me who you know, it, that isn't necessarily my type of game, finding a love for it and then being able to just, you know, talk about our island together, like barreled the, the cub or, um, you know, coach the, uh, well, it's, it's been too long. What is coach again? Uh, I think he's a moose um, or no, a bull, a bull, maybe. Uh, sorry, coach. But, uh, you know, it, it was it was a lot of fun and it was great to customize the island and just kind of play that game with her. Um, it sucked because the multiplayer function of it just didn't operate the way I wanted it to. Um, it still worked and it was still good, but we had a better time just playing the, the games individually and then just like talking about our experiences like with the villagers and what we did to the island or, or whatever. So um, yeah, it was a lot of fun and it was cool to play a game cooperatively like that, um, which I've never really done with a game before. So yeah. Coach is a bull, says Rat Attack. Okay. And shout out to Barrel. Best part of the game. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, I guess we'll go back to you, Garrett, because you had uh, yeah. your number five that you wanted to give out. Yeah. So my number five is a recent one. It's uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Spider-Man 2018 was my, or 2018, 2017, yeah, whatever year that came out. 2018. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was my game of the year that year. And so um, for a, uh, you know, kind of a derivative of that game to not at least make my top five felt a little criminal to me. So 
Um, I enjoyed everything about the game. I thought it was a, you know, kind of a nice uh, kind of dialed down version of, of what 2018 was more focused, um, you know, less, less filler and, and more uh, straight to the point. And one of those games that, you know, I, I appreciate where you don't have to spend 40, 50 hours to get what you need to out of it. It was, you know, 10, 12 hours and, and you're out. And so, um, yeah, just a, a solid game. You know, if you guys want to hear us talk about that one more, obviously we did a, a review episode for that game. So, uh, you know, you can go back there and hear our, our full thoughts on the game. But yeah, I just thought that, like I said, put not putting it in at least my top five when when the original was, uh, you know, my, one of my favorite games ever. Uh was a, was a mistake I could not make tonight. So, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales took the spot for me. Nice, nice. Yeah, we just started playing it. We got a code for it from one of our GameStop buddies. He's like, "Hey, I got nice. a code," and I'm like, "Yeah, you bring that right on <laughs> yeah, over here." Okay. Over. <laughs> uh, so awesome. we started playing it. Uh, mostly, mostly my son is playing it. He loves the Spider-Man game. So, mm-hmm. you know, we still have it here <laughs> palooza yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that's my copy of the game everybody and i'm never gonna see it again <laughs> um, that's fine i got the um i got the version that includes the the remastered uh version of that game for ps5 with mm-hmm. miles morales so nice. so yeah i guess that that's your copy now apparently. <laughs> so yeah so so my son's been playing it i've been watching him play it and i'll jump in and, and help him out with anything that's really too difficult which now he's like he's spider-man pro he's getting so good at the game and and i've enjoyed watching him and catching the story bits that i'm that i'm that i'm getting while, while i'm watching i can't wait to get my hands on it so uh thanks for that insight to to motivate yeah. me more to, to play it myself so let me just say something real quick because i know i keep and and you're gonna hear this a lot where i say i'm not a stealth fan but we already talked about ghost of tsushima i really like the stealth uh spider-man miles morales here i really enjoy the stealth i did a lot of stealthing around getting stealth kills the what is it the uh the the perch kills the wall kills Mm -hmm. i guess not kills really but the, the takedowns and and the ceiling takedowns like that was just awesome like picking people off one by one watching them freak out like well spider-man's here like they because they might catch like a glimpse of me or whatever maybe see one of their buddies down on the ground or something and um you know they start freaking out they get on alert for a little bit and then they just kind of go about their business and then i start picking them off again so yeah that was one i i i did enjoy the uh the stealth aspect on so Awesome. All right. Well, let's move on to number four. Uh, I guess it's back to you, Stephen. Give us a sign. Nishan. <laughs> How Nishan. dare you? How give dare us a, you take this give from us, me? <laughs> give, us a, give us a sign. Give us a sign. Phasmophobia. Easy choice to go onto the top five list. I did. I, I knew that me and you were going to be like right there with it because we have had so much freaking fun playing this game right Super ghost, ghost bros. bros the ghost bros <laughs> yep um and the it, we kind of we kind of had the thought oh maybe it's just going to die down because of halloween or stuff but we've gone back to it recently yep. and they added in a new level and they're planning on adding in another level soon so it's like along with ghost types mm-hmm. and i'm 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 going to keep up with this like this game this game is made by one person we were thinking mm-hmm. about making an indie category, right? This would have mm-hmm. gone into the indie category easy, but because these these indie games are keeping up with AAA titles, I mean, how many did it beat out for me? One, two, three, four. 
at least four AAA titles it beat out. Wow. On my list. Yeah, that's impressive, right? It says a lot. Made by one yeah. person. Phasmophobia is a ton of fun. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna turn a phrase here that Adam had. I'm not a horror game player at the very least. I, I just can't I, I never never got into them. Not even not even as far into the Resident Evil games I've never played. But I think it was you, Palooza, were like, dude, you got to try this out. It's so good. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> and I'm hooked now. I'm absolutely hooked. I love this game. I love the mechanics to it, the play style with it, the um, the ghost. They give me shivers. It's just a, it's just an all-around good time. And if you can get a full party of, of ghost bros or ghost gals, whatever you want to do, um, Ghostbusters, general term, get them together <laughs> and play it because it's a ton of fun. It's not asymmetric. It's not asymmetric, so don't expect that ghost versus ghost hunters sort of experience, and I don't think it needs it. But all around, just your mechanics and game gameplay style to this, um, it's just a it's just a solid game, well put together, and and a ton of fun to play. Yeah, this was my this was my number three actually. So can I say how dare you take this? <laughs> <laughs> because oh my gosh, yeah, this I have been championing this game for the longest time. Yeah, I, I went on this campaign. I'm like, I need people to play this with, because it is it is a game that's heavily focused on uh, you playing with other people, the team, especially for the larger maps um, to to go and solve. Because it's essentially yeah, it's a, it's a it's a ghost game. It's spooky, you know whatever. I, I'm not a I'm not a uh, I'm not a, a horror game person by any means, but this is like it. Yeah, it's horror, but it's a puzzle game and it's a puzzle game you can do with friends. And yes, you can play by yourself, but and it, I will say the less people there are, the spookier it is um, when you have friends to play with. It's not quite as spooky, but it's still a lot of fun and it is still spooky, just not as spooky. Um, I remember playing through the tutorial and I couldn't even finish it. I'm like. I'm like, nope, I noped out of it. I, I was looking for the ghost. I saw this ball come rolling down the steps. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> it actually took a couple tries for me to like be able to finish the tutorial because I was like just that much of a wuss. But um, yeah, it's been, it's it's so much fun. Um, it's, it, it they, they are continuing to add more content, albeit it's, it's a little on the, uh, a bit of a slower pace because it is just one person. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, getting getting people to play this game with me just made me so happy because I, I looked at it. It's it's basically Ghost Adventures, the game, right? Mm -hmm. Doing Zach Bagans and and his crew, and we're going in with our um, with our our video cameras and our books and our our uh, spirit boxes for recording uh, ghost voices and, um, and just an absolute blast. I still love it. I will say it's it feels very easy now. Um, which is kind of a bummer. I know they are adding in higher difficulties and maybe more ghosts that'll make things a little bit more challenging. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it's it's just so much fun. And I, you know, uh, there's a little part of me that wanted to make it my game of the year, uh, but I just, you know, it. I wasn't quite there. I wasn't quite ready for that. So. Yeah, I, I honestly, I want, I want to jump into some more with you guys because that uh, little snippet that i got uh on I'm, I'm sure you guys were like he he's a complete idiot and like totally no, that's like the best part because <laughs> watching is. you come in and kind of fumble you're getting killed by the ghost like yeah i got killed that's every exactly round like what makes, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what makes this game so great yeah. so it was it was actually uh more fun having you in there as being yeah. kind of like this green like new member of the team 
Yeah, it was so fun Definitely. because it was like, because obviously the game has that certain level of jank and uh, it like, it sometimes things would happen. I'm like, is that the game kind of like glitching out or did I see what I saw? <laughs> and yeah, it, it, it can provide uh, a lot of laughs too along the way. So yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess, who would it be now? You, Adam, with your number four, or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my number four was Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, we talked about this a little bit already. Um, I I enjoyed that game a lot. The story was was really great. Um, it, it was kind of neat. Yeah, I know, Stephen, what you were saying about how it kind of forces you into that, but the way that it takes that, um, you know, that sort of transition into becoming the, the ghost, and you know your your uncle is ashamed of you. It it sets you along a really great narrative path that maybe wouldn't have been as good if it had to branch off into two separate like oh you're a samurai or oh you're a ghost. The way it kind of incorporated all of that into a single story, um, was just made was very very interesting to me. I, I really enjoyed that. The uh, the combat was good. There was uh, plenty of skills and abilities to collect along the way. Uh, you know, different fighting styles that you could have. And, uh, you know, the exploration and, and the world was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, one of the most beautiful games of the year, if not the most beautiful game of the year. I think it won an award for, uh, I think, maybe Art Direction. Yeah, I, I think, think it was so. the Game Awards. So. Yeah. So, so, yeah, they did incredible things with the world. There was plenty to see and do. Sometimes maybe a little too much to see and do. Um but yeah, it was just really, really a uh, a great game. You know, it, it maybe could have gone higher on my list, but uh, yeah, I have it in at my number four. Um, I'll, I guess I'll just chime in real quick. It, it was my number two. Um, and honestly, it was a game that it, it surprised me on how much I like that game. Um, to be number two, like that, that's obviously is making a statement. Um, when that game was announced, like I have no attachment to sucker punch as a studio, never played infamous. Um, I've wanted to, but it just haven't had the, the opportunity yet. And, you know, when it comes to samurai and, uh, especially like samurai movies, again, something that isn't kind of like, not that I don't like them, but it's just not something I seek out to, to, you know, watch or whatever. And just like how they, uh, they nailed that kind of, uh, that's what kind of makes a samurai movie, the tone, right. The, the filmography of it all, those different shots that they would do in those story beats in that game, just like totally set the tone for, for the scene. And, it made the the game a lot more impactful when crazy moments happened. Um, you know, going to your point, Stephen, that you made at the top of the show um, with the the difference between ghost versus samurai, and you know, it it did feel weird in in a lot of ways because it's like it it was saying like, oh, you can kind of play the game however you want, but it also like forced it into the story. So it's like, well, it, what happens if I want to play as a samurai, like? I have to kind of do these things to progress the game and it kind of goes away goes kind of goes against what I'm trying to do and so I think there could have been a way that they balance that in a way to kind of tailor it to each person's 
experience a little bit, uh, like how, how they wanted to experience the game. Um, if they wanted to focus on stealth, if they wanted to just go in there and, you know, and, uh, start off with a duel or whatever. So yeah, the, the, that game is just like, I enjoyed it so much. Um, I will say that it was slow to start off with. It wasn't until that second act where mm -hmm. I really started to find the ground and really found that I was, uh, yeah, it was, it was hard to like hold on to, to Jin at the beginning as a character and his performance was, um, I don't know, like it, it was hard to, to find that attachment to him, but by the end of the game, it was completely different because I had seen, you know, all the struggles he had gone through and, um, yeah, like I, it's an open world game. It's several hours. I will say that from like the second act to the final part of the game was probably my favorite, um, but again, you shouldn't have to play a game for 30 hours for it to get good. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, really liked it. Um, platinumed it. I would love to boot it up on the PS5, see how it looks and, and performs on there just so I can uh, relive it again. I would love for some DLC. I'm really interested to see if... Uh, I, I'm assuming they're going to turn this into a franchise. And then my, my hope for Ghost of Tsushima is... I'm done with Jin as a character. I don't think I need any more from him. Um, but I think they can take that IP and still apply it. Uh, maybe a different age of Japan, right? The samurai have a long history in Japan. And they could totally tailor a different kind of story. Um, I think that would be really cool. So I'm hoping that Sucker Punch does that. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. I I, I wonder how things would have changed for us. I know, um, you know, we had... Yeah, you said it was second on your. Yeah, it was number two. Yeah, so I wonder if if thing would have changed at all if uh, any of us had played the DLC that did come out for it, that multiplayer DLC that came out, because a lot of people absolutely adore that DLC, the multiplayer. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't tried it myself, but I hear just the best things about it. I so did. I, I did yeah. play like uh, the tutorial um, okay. and like a couple like matches or whatever, but uh, nothing more to like actually give impressions on it. Yeah, I know there is, I, I guess, a pretty, pretty robust uh, either gear or leveling system or something mm -hmm. like that. And then, of course, once you get uh, to a certain point, you can do raids, which people were just like totally infatuated yeah. with. And it's, it's an aspect of the game that I do want to uh, return to and try again because it was free. Mm -hmm. uh, so why not, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, you know, the, the things that I've heard have been absolutely stellar. And yeah, so I wonder if, uh, you know, any of our opinions would have changed if it would have went higher on any of our lists mm -hmm. had we given it like it's full, it's full due. Sure. Yeah. So. Good point. But mm -hmm. yeah. And then also one other thing to kind of mention what you were saying about like from act two on it is where things really kind of get interesting with the story. Uh, the, the thing that makes that kind of a bummer is the fact that act one is is easily the largest part of the game right you're in the largest part of the island um there's just so much things to do that it's easy for like you say steven you get skyrimmed right mm -hmm. you get yep. you get yeah. stuck going to all the all the different places you're like oh shiny you look what's over there um <laughs> and you fox. end up yeah right <laughs> exactly <laughs> 
Well, uh, one, up... mo one point on the fox dens. Someone who got the platinum had to do every goddamn fox den. Like, first time it was really cute, but like the hundredth time, I wanted to kill those goddamn foxes. You petted on the head after yeah. you're done. I didn't even do them all, and I got kind of sick of doing them. Yeah. So I mean, I can only imagine like going for the platinum. So yeah, um, yeah, doing all those things and kind of putting the story sort of second to the open world experience. I wish they. They would have maybe tweaked that a little bit to get people involved more with the story early on. Mm -hmm. All right, definitely a solid game. Yeah, Garrett, you haven't had a chance to talk here, so let's uh, let's bring it yeah, back to well, you. I guess I'll, I guess I'll mention that you know, Ghost of Tsushima, obviously a game I did not put enough time into to really comment on. I played a couple hours, did the first few story missions, and really, it, it came out right after my, my son was born, and it was a bad call on my part to even <laughs> attempt to play it at that time. So, uh, yeah, it's in my backlog, and hopefully, you know, in the uh, the first few months of the year, I'll be able to get into that. So, uh, But my number four game was Hades. So I'm going to cheat nice. a little bit on this one in my next game. These are games I have not completed but I think they both have a, a very good reason for that. And Hades, the reason for that is just because that game is infinitely replayable as is. And oh, uh, so I, yeah, it's just a ton of fun, man. It's a, it's a, a roguelike game where you, you know, you're uh, just able to, to run the same, you know, procedurally generated uh, dungeon areas and fight the same bosses over and over again. But as you go through, you're earning power-ups, you're earning uh, new abilities. And, and each time you go through, you're able to kind of tweak what build you have uh based on you know what vendors pop up for you on your run and, and that kind of thing and so um first kind of this genre of game that i've ever really gotten into and it's uh you know a game that i still love to just you know if i know i've got 15 20 minutes and you know oh, i could get a quick game of hades in that'd be fun uh just pop it on and and you know do a run and uh it's a game that i'm not really itching to beat honestly it's not something that i mean i've heard the story is is really good and i've liked what i've seen so far from it but it's not a, a game that i'm playing for the story necessarily and it's so it's a it's one that's nice to have just to to pull out and, and play when you have a few minutes and so uh for that reason and for the fact that it was uh, again uh, i would consider this an indie game by by all accounts and uh i think that it uh it definitely beat out some some other heavy hitters this year and made it onto a lot of people's lists and it definitely uh definitely spoke to me as well so hades was my number four yeah amazing game it was in uh game of the year discussion for the game awards and and totally deserving i uh, don't have it on my list here but yeah we kind of talked about how we we're tossing around the idea of having an, an indie category and it's just it's too easy to put a game that deserves to be in a top five in an indie category just because it's an indie mm -hmm. and i love that We've all, you know, we we have some indie games that have made our top fives and and uh, just, you know, being totally deserving for being great, great content. So, yeah, awesome. You love to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Hades, IGN actually announced today, was their game of the year. So, getting oh, wow. nice. out lots of AAA games for that, for that award. Mm -hmm. uh, so goes to show like clearly it made an impact on the entire industry so yeah <laughs> all right uh my number four was final fantasy 7 remake um so i know we have some final fantasy crew in the chat obviously adam steven you guys uh are are fans of final fantasy um 
I've talked about it on the show multiple times before. Final Fantasy is a franchise that's kind of been my blind spot in gaming. I, you know, I played, I watched a lot of my sister play 10, 10 2. Uh, she really liked 10. Um, and, you know, I played a handful of the games here and there, but, you know, typically I'm not a fan of turn based combat. And so that's why I've always been turned off from Final Fantasy. And when 15 came out with that real time action combat, I was like, perfect, this is an opportunity for me. And I I, uh, I didn't quite beat Final Fantasy 15, but I think I played about uh, 75% of like the main storyline. And uh, I, I liked it. Again, I don't know a lot about Final Fantasy and I couldn't critique it on its story, but I, I liked it. And so when 7 Remake, I was like, okay, this looks... It's less high fantasy, obviously, and it's more dystopian future, which I think aligns more with kind of my taste in uh, movies and video games. And so it, it just seemed like a good fit. And the fact that they had changed it to that that combat system, you know, replicating kind of what 15 was doing, I was like, really like that. And yeah, like I, I went into the year kind of like wanting to give it a good shot and if it didn't click, I wasn't going to force myself into it. But I ended up playing the whole game and like immediately just was like, let's go. Like, let's, let's get, let's continue. I want to see the story. Right. And especially learning, you know, slight, slight spoiler. I'm not going to reveal anything here. I'm sure most people have played it by now, but, uh, you know, hearing how the game had changed from the original and how they had added some new narrative plot points in there. Uh, is fascinating because I think that's cool for um, me as a new player, sure. But I think that's just cool that they like gave a new experience to people who knew their their original. So yeah, I just I really enjoyed that game, um, and yeah, like it's I, I ended up giving it on a review that we did, uh, and and it's kind of funny. Um, we we were we talked a lot about Final Fantasy VII this year because we recorded a whole podcast, like two hours worth. Me, Stephen, and Adam that got totally erased, <laughs> and then we had to do it again. So I've talked about Final Fantasy VII like a lot this year, and uh, it was it was enjoyable talking about it with you guys and like being able to talk about to two people who are experienced with the franchise and um, give my take on it for someone who doesn't know much about Final Fantasy VII. Um, I, I enjoyed that aspect outside of the game. So yeah, really, really incredible game. Um, can't wait for part two or whatever the continuation is, whenever we'll see it. Um, but I'm going to be getting that and I'm going to be hyped when, when the day finally comes for that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to number three, Steven. Number three, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. What a, what a beautiful <laughs> freaking game. What a beautiful game this year. Um, I'm Was a it not on your list last year? Do, wait, did it come out this year? I thought it came out this year. No, it was, last, it was, it was late last year. It got oh, snubbed at the Game Awards last year because... That's right, no, it, because it fell in the window... Yeah, mm -hmm. I kind so of cheated then. You know what? Kind of, that's well, all right. No, I, mean, I think that's so. I think that's still fine. Yeah, I, just, okay. I wasn't sure if you had it on your list last year or not. I I think I added it because they had it in the Game Awards this year. They were talking about it, mm -hmm. right? It's a, a fantastic game. So let's hear about it. <laughs> it's glorious. It is. <laughs> yes. uh, so 
I, again, to, to coin that phrase that Adam uses all the time, I'm not a, I'm not a Souls player, right? I don't play Souls games. But this game introduced me to it through the world of, through the universe of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Introduced a brand new character within that, within that universe as well. Um, played by one of my all-time favorite actors who I think you all just uh, discovered that he played the Joker in Gotham. the TV series Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and he's, I know him he, from Shameless, and he's so good. Yeah, he, he was also in Shameless. He's a you know, phenomenal actor. Uh, great choice for the character. And um, besides some... And, and I know you guys had some, some minor technical issues whenever you were playing it, but by the time I got my hands on it, and this is probably another reason why it made it onto my list for this year is because I, I didn't get into it right away like mm-hmm. you guys did. No technical issues, very well put together for me after the patch. Um, the story is absolutely riveting. It fits so well into the universe and the, and the story that they've already had previously told. Kind of this whole post-Order 66 world, you know, Force users are um, killed immediately on site type of deal. You know, that's not, not something that the, the Empire wants in their, in their empire. Um, so you're, you're getting this sense of what it was like to be a Force user within, within this post-Order uh, 66. Uh, the Souls game style, gameplay style to it was fantastic. Plus, it added in all the puzzle solving that you could do, and the force power management. Um, you know, kind of attaching it to almost like a, a stamina bar type of situation, where like you're not going in like force unleashed, like you know, blow up entire things, pull down star destroyers out of the sky. You know, really ridiculous force use. It's it's kind of more in tune with with your New Hope and and uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, kind of that reserved uh, force use, maybe move an object every once in mm-hmm. a while, do some force pushing, things along those lines, the saber throws, every, you know, you're not sitting there and just spamming force, you have to, you have to lightsaber fight, plus then do a little bit of force action in there if needed. Very, very well, well put together game all around and, and definitely deserving. Uh, definitely worth doing the cheat code to add this onto my top five this year, because it definitely was one of the best games that I played this year, hands down. So I cheated. For sure. Sorry. No, I like it, it, you know, it, it's unfortunate that, uh, I, that, that it couldn't pull that award, uh, this year at the game awards. Cause I thought that, you know, clearly they had made enough of a, there was that whole ordeal last year. And then for it to like make it, made it clear that like those people who voted in right the the media outlets and everything like that wanted to make that statement that hey we we still not we're not forgetting that star wars jedi fallen order was a fantastic game and it got snubbed last year and Mm -hmm. it it sucks that it couldn't get that but i it still deserves that recognition because year later like i still think back to it frequently um and and it, it was just such a fantastic like story to star wars and and i i'm just so excited for star wars jedi colon whatever whatever the sequel will be for that game because i i would love to just jump back into it you know what i mean and figure with with jedi fallen order when did when did mandalorian start uh it it started last uh i guess last october last november yeah. So just last year, November, I want to say. Just before it came out. So like the whole yeah. Star Wars was getting its 
it was basically getting kicked off for our new generation, right? For mm-hmm. this new start mm-hmm. to things because we had Mandalorian start. We just had finished up with um, um, Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. I think, around mm-hmm. that time yeah. as well. And uh, now we like it was it, it's fitting within this brand new tale that's being told uh, in parts of places that we had not previously seen a whole lot of mm-hmm. almost fitting in with that Clone Wars cartoon sort of thing, giving a look into different parts of the universe that uh, we haven't necessarily seen before because the the galaxy is a big place. Right. And we always tend to find ourselves where the Skywalkers are in the movies. Yeah. yeah. So now mm-hmm. we're, you know, with this game, with Mandalorian, with Clone Wars, like, we get to see all these different places mm-hmm. within that galaxy, uh, and it just fleshes out the entire series. And it, it it's such a, a puzzle piece that fits so well into um, into the Star Wars tale. And I'm I'm glad it was there. And yeah, like you, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next one. Yeah, absolutely ready for the next one. Yeah, same here. All right, Adam. Uh, I guess we're on number three. Yeah, I think yep. I'm number two. Oh right, because uh, phasmophobia. Did... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I would it go to me because I haven't done my sure yeah Garrett let's get it to you okay so you know I I kind of admitted to a little bit of cheating as well this is a game that uh, I also did not complete and could be argued as to whether this game is a wholly new game this year but uh, Persona 5 Royal was uh, my number three game this year uh, put like 35, 40 hours into the game, and that's that's a drop in the bucket in this game. And so, you know, with the crazy year I've had with having the baby and all that and just finding time to, to complete games has been a little tough. And so I feel like I played a, a, a heck of a lot of this game, and I get the gist of what's going on. And, and if things continue as they are, uh, you know, story-wise and, and gameplay-wise, you know, it could have easily probably challenged for my, for my favorite game of the year. Um, definitely up there is probably my favorite jrpg that i've ever played and i you know like i said i'm not even halfway through the game so i felt just for those reasons alone it deserved a spot on the list even though i had not seen the story through um but and yeah honestly I mean, dude no one's gonna fault you for not being that game because it's like hundreds it's of hours ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, long, I've still yeah. got like at least 100 hours yeah. to go I think. yeah so, yeah something like um, that just what a, I, I, and I kind of appreciate it for that because it is a game that I feel like I get into uh, the mood for. And then I, that's all I want to do for like a week mm-hmm. or two. And so I put, you know, 15, 20 hours in, in a couple weeks and then I'm good for a little while and then I can pick it back up. And um, you know, that the loading screens in that game say, take your time. And that's kind of what I'm doing with it. And so, nice. um, yeah, just a game that I've really enjoyed uh, something that, uh, you know, like I, I said, I, I, I like JRPGs. I don't get into a ton of them. You know, Final Fantasy has always kind of been a weak spot for me as well. Um, I kind of have gravitated more towards like the the Pokemon's and the Golden Sun and kind of more of the handheld JRPGs that have that have come out. And obviously, Pokemon is is a little bit of its own its own thing. But um, yeah, just this game kind of uh, took me by surprise. I, I had tried out the the standard persona five and put maybe put like five or six hours into that uh, several years ago. And, and I enjoyed it, but uh, just didn't click as well for me then. And so when the total package was out and, and released this year and saw the, the reviews it was getting, even from people who had played the, the original version and said, you know, this is even more incredible than the original. So I figured I'd give it the shot. And uh, another one that I picked up right is kind of COVID covid hit and was looking for you know stuff to play and so it was a big part of my year and for that reason made the list 
Awesome. Yeah, it's such a good game. Uh, I played through the original Persona 5. I didn't play through Royal at all, but I know Royal incorporated a lot of quality of life changes that were um, really beneficial uh, from the original game. But yeah, I played through the original one. That took me, I want to say like 115 to 120 hours to get through the whole thing. Uh, Royal is just going to add more on top of that because now there's new Mm -hmm. characters. There's new uh, there's new, um, you know, story being added to it, new dungeon, all sorts of new stuff coming into it. So, yeah, it's even just going to add more time onto that. So as much as I want to play through it, I just I don't think I have the time for another 120 <laughs> right. hour uh, RPG, which is which is a shame because it's and it's again, just to to put in perspective how good of a game Persona 5 is. Uh, my wife, who is not a gamer by any means, she plays like zero games. <laughs> she and she doesn't like watching me play games either. <laughs> she loved when I played Persona Five. Um, that's like her favorite game of all time. She just and, right. and she would tell me from time to time. She's like, "You should play through Persona Five again." And I'm like, "I don't have time for this." <laughs> so so yeah, I mean that just tells you like how good of a game that is that like even non-gamers can yeah. can get attached to it so mm-hmm. absolutely so good and the music and the art style it's yes. all amazing <laughs> yeah music's awesome that performance at the game awards was so good oh, of the, the battle theme yeah so good so good all right well i guess it's my number three then mm-hmm. um all right so tony hawk pro skater one plus two Ooh. Uh, yeah, that game was uh, the game I needed for sure this year. It was, uh, you know, I, so a bit of context, I, like Tony Hawk games were my childhood. Those were what defined me um, from like the ages of like very young to, you know, up until basically high high school-ish, uh, maybe a little a little less than that, but there were the games that I would always play constantly. I'd have friends over and we were playing uh, Tony Hawk, whatever the iteration was for that year, um, back when it kind of had an annual to every couple year release. And I love those games. And, you know, we, we've had a, a drought of skateboarding games. And um, when that got announced this year, it was such a hype moment for me. It was probably the the hypest game annou- announcement I've had in quite a long time. So, yeah, I, um, you know, as someone who who re- was really in, into skateboarding and liked video games, like skateboarding video games have a, a special place in my heart. And they just like really executed this remake, like to give us two games combined into one. It wasn't even a full $60. Um, I don't think, I think it was less than that if, if I'm not mistaken. And the, the amount of content was there. They had all the maps completely redone. They had the introduction of the original roster of the games, as well as like the new school, all these new pro skaters, um, the online elements, obviously, because when, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 released back in the day on PlayStation 1, um, same with 2, you know, it was, it was local, local multiplayer only. So like I messed around in, in online and being able to play, uh, you know, some different matches through that was fantastic. Like 
the soundtrack too. Like the game just really respected the originals while also giving it a new content. And like, I feel like that's so hard to nail with remakes. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we're in that era of getting remakes all the time and you take too much stuff out of an original, you're going to upset that, that original fan base. But if you don't add enough new elements and make it up to snuff to what video games are today, then it's going to fall flat. And I just feel like they just killed it on both of those. Like they checked off every box. Um, so it was, it was so much fun. I, I wanted to platinum, but it was way too challenging. Uh, I, I got my ass kicked early on in that game being like, Hey man, you haven't played, you may know the muscle memory is coming back to you, but, uh, it's been like a decade since you played these games. So it was challenging at first, but once I got my flow, like I just cruised through those campaigns and, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. I haven't played it in a while now, but um, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, you know, whenever I have a friend come over or something like that, like it's, it's there. And I love to have that opportunity game, especially because that means a lot to me in my past with video games. So um, yeah, I think they, they did it. And I'm really excited to see if this remake fuels the Tony Hawk franchise for, for future releases. Right. Um you know, I, I I would love that. So, fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> That's For definitely sure. the hope, yeah. right? These yeah. remakes that they're so good and they get so much funding pushed behind them from people buying the game that it kind of revitalizes the franchise. Mm -hmm. Tony Hawk is one of those franchises that mm -hmm. needs that. Like we need Tony Hawk in our lives because I played the originals back back in the day, mm -hmm. um, and sit, like it wasn't def childhood defining. Um, for me but it was definitely one of those sit down play with your friends and have a really good damn time playing them you yeah know? Mm -hmm. seeing what ridiculous tricks you could pull off and doing whatever tricks to keep your combo score rolling yeah as you move from one area to the other and always trying to figure out fresh combos and things like that like doing the point challenge stuff was was what defined that game for me i loved it and it took yeah. uh best sports racing game at the game awards this year and i was yeah, really yeah. glad to see it beat out the sports balls and absolutely the, and the f1s and yeah. whatever what have you <laughs> mm -hmm. um to see that kind of take that award with the success and the beauty of that remake i'm with you i'm ready to see some more tony hawk come out absolutely yep it was in contention for my list as well and probably i probably could have could have squeezed something in or out to make room for it but uh yeah what a game i mean we again this is another one that we did a review episode for luke and i did one and so uh, yeah, if you're jonesing for more Tony Hawk impressions, that's that's the place to go find that. But yeah, uh, I'm right there with you guys. I mean, it's just a it's a reinvention of of what a game that we all you know kind of got into back in the day and has been sorely needing that. And uh, you know, we've got uh, I can't remember who said it. Uh, Sashi Glory in the chat said uh, just mentioned Spyro and, and Crash Bandicoot. You know, and that goes to what you're saying, uh, Stephen. Like Crash Bandicoot just had number four come out and mm -hmm. by all accounts it's it's amazing you know fans of the series love it newcomers love it and so if we can get that same kind of love for a tony hawk game i think a lot of people are going to be really happy definitely all right uh i guess we're on to number two which steven you gave to animal crossing right that's right was correct yeah. all right so, so did I. Number two. okay and so i guess that's your number two adam what is it my number two is one that I know isn't going to be on anybody's list because I'm the only one that's played it. And mm -hmm. that is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, mm -hmm. 
this is another game that could like just really could have been a been game of the year if not for what my game of the year was um <laughs> so um it takes all that charm of the yakuza series that's sort of over the top the the um the the characters the the writing the uh the, the mini games everything that you love about yakuza and <clears throat> they make it a jrpg so that's like immediately right up my alley right so i'm playing through and it just it it, it went beyond expectations for me um you know it, i just I can't get over like the the writing and the characters and the 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 play style of this game. And not only is it a JRPG, but there is a uh, there's job classes in it, right? Which is one of my favorite things about some some of the, my favorite Final Fantasy games is being able to change your job class to to be able to have different skills and stats and things like that. And um, it just and, and it does it in a way that's they they try and keep it like down to earth, right? Mm. So. You don't have. You're not just throwing fireballs around, right? You're you're taking a swig of alcohol, lighting your lighter, and you're you're breathing that into your lighter, <laughs> and it's creating, you know, like this fire breath, right? So it kind of takes like these grounded uh, ideas and mix it with fantasy, and uh, it, it's just so good. And the the story is is captivating, like Yakuza Yakuza stories are. And I, I haven't finished it yet. I'm really close. Um, you know, Cyberpunk came out, and then we got you know Final Fantasy fourteen patch came out, and uh, the you know the the Toy Day update for Animal Crossing came out. So there's all these things I want to do, all these like festive things I want to I want to be doing. And mm-hmm. I was streaming Demon Souls remake as well, and so there's just all these things happening, and I, and I I need to go back and finish that game because I am close to the end. Um, I have put a sub- substantial amount of time into the game. And I just kind of am at the point where I need to make that final push to get to the end. But it's it's absolutely incredible. Luke, I know you're into you're super into Yakuza. I cannot wait for you to play this game. Um, yeah, it's it's just fantastic. It, it sort of takes uh, it. The, the storytelling kind of reminds me of like Final Fantasy seven remake in a way. And uh, all the Yakuza games are kind of like that, really. And the way they tell the story and the way they kind of the the pacing of it feels uh, really well done. And um, so, yeah, that's, you know, number two, so close to being that game of the year. Uh, if it had come out last year, it a thousand percent would have been my game right. of the year last year. Man. It almost brings a tear to my eye to hear that, Adam, because I, (laughs) although I haven't played Yakuza Like a Dragon yet, like Yakuza is a franchise that uh, I was late to, but um, I feel like now with this launch of of 7, like so many people are jumping onto Yakuza for the first time, and I knew you would like Yakuza, um, and so when, you know, you said you weren't really feeling the combat system of the earlier games of kind of being a beat up kind of yeah. style game. The second, the real yeah, the second they put that turn-based combat, I was like, man, this is like, I, I think that's going to speak to Adam. So I like, I'm, I'm so happy to hear, you know, since, since then that you have played it. Not only that, it's one of your favorite games of the year. So just hearing everything you've said about it, you know, I, I had this kind of rule that I made for myself of like, <laughs> I, I played zero. Get you. Get you. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's probably going to happen. I uh I'm going to you know, I wanted to play through 0 all the way through 6. Um, you know, Kiwami Kiwami 2 that we got uh back in was that this year or last year? The I can't even remember. No, I guess that would be last year, 2019. I got that box collection of 3 through 5 and mm -hmm. I mean that's hours upon hours of content there and I wanted to get through those before I jumped into Like a Dragon, but uh, and I know that the stories aren't connected, but I just I just feel bad ditching my boy Kiru and and moving <laughs> yeah. on to Ichiban because it's you know what I mean. Dude, like I love <laughs> I love Ichiban. Like I I only played a little bit with Kiryu. I played through uh, Zero or yeah Zero yeah. and maybe about halfway through Kiwami. So I, I love I love Kiryu. I love. Um, I love Goro, um, yeah, Majima in, in, in Zero, and sort of the the part that he's played in in Kiwami. Um, so yeah, that 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 stuff that's all happening. I I do totally want to go back and play through those games, but uh, I don't feel bad about kind of kind of jumping line and, and playing like a dragon. Ichiban, I'm I, I think going back into those other games, I'm gonna wish Ich Ichiban was there. Yeah. Well, man, all I'm saying is I, I'm, I'm going to ditch that that promise I made. And in the new year, January, February, I think I'm just going to pull the trigger on it and go for it. And because uh, those Yaku other Yakuza games will always be there waiting for me. And um, yeah, dude, that's awesome. I love that Yakuza is having this resurgence in the West because it's been like around since the PlayStation 2 and on PS4 with those, you know, remakes. And now it's like, Hey, we're we're making it more accessible. We're bringing games to Xbox, a platform we haven't been on. We're bringing it to Game Pass. We're bringing it. We're porting all these games to PC. Like it's getting Yakuza into the hands of people for the first time, and that is so awesome to hear. <laughs> all right, I'll cap the Yakuza talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, where are we at here? So I guess we're on to game of the year uh, for did, each of us. Did we hear Garrett's number two? My Animal number two Crossing, was, right? was Animal Crossing. Oh, right, yeah. right. Um, I know we had talked about throwing out just a couple honorable mentions. Did we want to do that before we hit That's our number good, ones? That's a good point, Garrett. So, uh, yeah, be and also I will make a note right now. I'm assuming by, uh, I don't know. I don't know about Adam. Sometimes he throws, but I feel <laughs> like it, we all know what Steven, like our game of the years. I feel like me and Garrett are probably picking mm -hmm. the same game and I think you guys are picking the same game would you agree mm -hmm. i think so. probably okay probably. all right so what what i think we should do is uh, what we'll do is we'll go over our honorable mentions and then we i think let's uh we can maybe get adam and steven to to go over their game of the year because it's probably the same and then we can do garrett and mines because it's probably the same so fair so yeah, we wanted to do like an honorable mention section of like games that we played this year that came out that didn't quite make that top five list, but there were games that we had a lot of fun with um, and we wanted to give them specific shout outs, uh, you know, and, and recommend them to, to the audience, honestly, as games that maybe you should check out um, on your own. So uh, I guess we'll turn it back to you, Steven. Uh, any games you wanted to give a quick shout out to? Yeah, pretty easy. Godfall. Do not listen to the reviews nice. on this game. Please don't, because it is gorgeous and very fun to play. 
Um, I've had to I've had to shelve it because of everything else being played right, right. now. Um, but it is mechanically so fun to play as on top of having the gorgeous graphics to it. The plot's not there. Don't expect a plot going into this. It's purely a slash and loot. Like mm-hmm. you're there for the mechanics of the game and you're there for the loot of the game. And it has plenty of both. Um, don't go in for a robust plot to it. There is a little bit of story just to kind of, oh, you're going to this place because you need to do this particular thing. Um, so kind of think think Destiny without the heavy plot. And that's mm-hmm. basically what you get from Godfall. Uh, minus guns as well because right. you're you're winging around huge weapons and doing special abilities with them and everything like that. Cool suits of armor. Like mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's a perfect slash and looting game. It is absolutely perfect. And I'm glad it came out on this generation. I'm, I have it on PC and um, I just, I can't wait to get a beefier graphics card just to really, you know, jack up the graphics on this because it is as it stands right now as a 1080p slash 1440p game, as I play it, whether streaming or not, um it's gorgeous and i can't wait to see the 4k hdr version of this because uh it it really stands out to me as a as a shout out and uh you know lp panther you bring up a great point there was something that i didn't agree to and i'm gonna mention it (laughs) n m s (laughs) play it yeah fair Fair. let it slide for honorable mentions (laughs) (laughs) you'll have a great time playing it universe is huge uh, go out and get that game. It's free to play on Xbox Game Pass. But yeah, those nice. are my honorables. My Some of the other ones that I have on my list that could trickle into that category, I'm saving for my most anticipated on the Perfect. most anticipated episode. Nice. Love it. Uh, all right, Adam. Uh, so for me, so I, I know I started off with my biggest disappointment being Cyberpunk 2077. However... It's also one of my honorable mentions because it's it's a really good game. Uh, when you when you can play it, all I'm really saying is don't give up on the game. I know there's a lot of uh, criticisms about the game, and it's you know it's it's well deserved. It it deserves the criticism that it's receiving. But once they get things ironed out, they get this thing optimized on console the way that it, it that it is on pc and even then there's some graphical bugs that need to be worked out some some silly little glitches that have happened um again not game game breaking stuff by any means just silly little graphical things that that just happen and, and they're not even that frequent at least not for me on pc uh so i'm leaving that as an honorable mention i almost fa- tried to find a way to sneak it into my top five but for now it's just an honorable mention and i hope maybe next year when people get a chance to play it and it's and it's in a much better condition i'm hoping that uh people will will get a chance to enjoy it um also uh fall guys a game that i was super hyped for had a lot of fun with it i did burn myself out on it a little bit so i had to take a break but uh i came back on on season three and let me just say uh if they keep this this level of work up uh you know, season three and beyond are going to be so much fun that I hope people jump back into the game because you hear all the memes. Oh, it's a dead game. Does anyone play this anymore? Hell yeah. There's still people playing this and uh, as well, they should be because it's really great. Uh, Final Fantasy 14. Got to add that. I know we talked about it a little bit before. Uh, again, it totally deserves to uh, for people to be playing it. There's still plenty of new content coming out for it. There's great communities, great support for it. Um 
Steven, you've been streaming it. We've been seeing a lot of new people jumping into it. The sprouts are coming in. Uh, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, great, uh, great experience uh, of a game. Spider-Man Miles Morales, which didn't make my list quite as much as I really enjoyed that game. I just didn't feel like it topped those other five that I picked. Um, really great. If you love the Spider-Man from 2018, you're going to love this game too. Um, and then Paper Mario Origami King uh, is is vastly overlooked because it's not the Thousand Year Door sequel or or whatever. You know, it's not that old like kind of JRPG style that the first two Paper Mario games were. But let me tell you, this game has amazing writing in it. the uh, The battle system is is surprisingly fun. The, the The puzzle mechanics that they added to it makes you think. Uh, it, it's a real decent time uh, finding all the toads. The toads are hysterical in this game. Those toads made me laugh so hard. Some of them, just the things that they do and say, uh, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> there's cheeky little toads. Um, but there's also some heartfelt moments in there too. Let me tell you what, they, uh, they tugged on the heartstrings a little bit in that game. And uh, I did not expect it. And it was really, it was really cool that they did that. But it's not super long. There are RPG elements to it. If you if you're really hung up on the RPG mechanics, there are stuff in there, things that you uh, that you can do to increase your stats and um, you know things that you can equip to kind of change things in battle a little bit. So, and then uh, lastly here, Genshin Impact. Um, you know, it's it's a, a really good sort of uh, action RPG game. You know, don't let people just tell you it's a it's a Breath of the Wild clone because it's really not. It, it's sort of its own thing, but it does look like Breath of the Wild. And that's kind of where uh, the similarities end a little bit. You know, the open world experience is kind of similar too, but uh, there's plenty in there to, to make it unique. Don't worry about the gotcha elements. You don't have to pay real money to have a good time with that game. So there, there you go. Right now. Very cool. Uh, so for me, yeah, I want to echo what, what Adam said about Cyberpunk. I mean, it's it's such an unfortunate situation because I also debated on putting it in my, my top five, and I just couldn't do it with the whole situation around it. It just didn't feel right to me. Uh, even though I did enjoy the game and, and what I got out of it, it was um, it was a good game, a solid game, and definitely once it's polished up and, and gets a little bit of that spit shine, it's going to be um, you know up there uh, in the in the discussion, but... Unfortunately, I think it may always have a little bit of a stink on it due to due to this situation, and uh, it's going to take a lot for them to to kind of kick that off. Uh, you know, you, even even once the game's fixed, you know, I mean, people are still going to bring this up, and so hopefully, they get it to a point where it's just so good that that people forget about the whole situation, and and you know, for for, for I guess forgive the situation, not forget the situation, because this is obviously an issue, and this is something we don't want to see again in in the gaming industry. But uh, yeah, just wanted to, to shout out Cyberpunk. Um, uh, got to shout out uh, uh, Tony Hawk as well. I mean, we already talked about that a little bit, but obviously a, a great game that, that I said was also in contention for my top five. Um, one that I'm surprised Adam didn't mention was Demon's Souls. Um, so oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I've enjoyed the little I've played. What's that? It was an oversight on my part. Plus, I, I uh, felt like I was running a little long, so fair enough fair enough yeah i mean i've not played nearly as much as adam has i think i've got two or three hours in the game at this point but um you know i'm not a souls guy at all star wars was kind of the first one that got me in, interested in that as well uh as like what steven was saying but uh yeah demon souls is awesome beautiful game 
uh, very beginner friendly, I feel. And uh, yeah, just another one that I'm looking forward to putting some more time into and, and really giving it uh, the time it deserves. Uh, and then I had two more that I just, these are like super quick shout outs that I don't even have a ton to say, but just games that I think didn't get talked about quite as much as they, they deserved. And that's Streets of Rage 4 and Battletoads, uh, both for kind of the same reason, revival of, of classic 2D beat-em-up series that are both solid games. So if you're a fan of that genre or you're looking for something a little bit, uh, you know, kind of pick up and play. Uh, those are two great games. They're both on Game Pass, and I, I highly recommend checking out both of them. Awesome. So some games I wanted to give a shout-out. I also wanted to give a shout-out to Fall Guys. Um, great game. Really fun. Uh, haven't, again, one of those things that I, I thought I'd play longer. Dropped off like a lot of people did. Um, hope to play a little bit of this new season, though, hopefully going forward. Um, Bug Snacks was a game that uh, I wanted to give a shout out to just because yep. from what I have played of it, it's been really fun and weird. And uh, while it's not a game that like I, I purposely seek out to play at the moment, right? I got a lot of games on the go. Um, I do hope to come back to it at some point when I find the time to, to hopefully, you know, play it a little bit. Um, one that, uh, seems like it was just such a long time ago is, uh, Dreams for the PS4. This was oh, a, yeah. yeah, like this game launched in February. Bunger, 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 bunger. <laughs> yeah. Bunger? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta do it, you know? Um, <laughs> Dreams, uh, this is like a pre-pandemic world, um, mm -hmm. And so it feels longer ago than it actually was, yeah. but it was just it's February. Yeah. Um, Adam, you and I obviously played this game and on the, on the show, we, we had a, I think a couple weeks in a row where we were giving recommendations of games to check out on dreams. And you know, that, that game is so cool because it celebrates creativity, right? Um, it celebrates art. It was really awesome to go in there and just, see that game uh i i think more i jumped into it i want to say in october was the last time i jumped into it and just seeing like all these different creations some with like even more detail than some of the games i was seeing back in february which had you know uh, a handful of games that were really impressive so to think that like i i hope that game continues to get support i would love to see it uh somehow like i i think if they could give that game free in a way that would maybe bring in more people and, and expand the community a bit, because I feel like that game has so much potential and has, I, I, and I don't know, I'm not part of the community. Maybe the community is big for dreams, but I just feel like that game is so impressive with being able to build games and just have this huge collection of different types of games. You can play a first person horror. You can play a 3d platformer. You can play a puzzle game. Like, and, and they're all created by other people around the world. Like, how cool is that? So uh, I wanted to give a special shout out to that one. Um, and then two other games I wanted to give a shout out to were, uh, and uh, Glitch98 in the chat, my nephew, he's a big fan of Doom. Um, Doom Eternal came out earlier this year. I didn't, uh, I didn't want to put it on my list because I haven't beat it yet. But from what I have played of it, it was a lot of fun. 
Um, they, they did a lot with kind of expanding it from Doom 2016, which in my eyes was a really solid game. Um, so yeah, it, it, it gets a shout out. And then uh, one last thing, or two, sorry, I got two more. Amnesia, uh, Rebirth, a franchise that is super well known. Um, didn't think I would ever see uh, another game in that franchise. Uh, still have to beat it. Really impressed with what I played. And then lastly, uh, a game that I've, I think, put about 30-ish hours in. Uh, Megan is at 135 hours, uh, and that is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Wow. Really impressed with that game. It's <laughs> nice. Odyssey was like fast. It was fascinating to me because I was like, "How is this game not the best game ever? It's humongous. It's the biggest open world game I've ever played. There's so much attention to detail." But it wasn't for me because it was like, "Whoa, this is a lot." Uh, it was like the Skyrim thing, Stephen. It was just like, mm. "There's way too much to do. I don't know how to tackle it," and it was overwhelming. And I quit out on it. AC Valhalla condensed. There's still like so much to do like clearly megan 135 hours still doing stuff um but they do it in a way like persona 5 in that amount (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) um yeah they they did it in a way that kind of didn't feel like hey here's like a gazillion things you can do right now they kind of open it up in a way that doesn't overwhelm you a lot at the beginning so um yeah like i i kind of put it on hiatus for the time being while I, I play some cyberpunk but i'll all for sure co- come back to that game um because even meg 100 over 100 hours into the game literally found something uh yes two days ago into the game a whole new region in that game that uh i don't want to spoil it in case anyone wants to experience it for themselves but there's like a whole region in that game that just like is added on and it's like man that's crazy that you can like mm. have that in a game after having played that much. And yeah, Steven, you would get along with Megan. Cause I swear to God, if I come home from work one more time and she is fishing, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> is it, is it an RPG if there's no fishing? <laughs> oh, it's a valid question. Yeah. Debate Cyber, Cyberpunk's a, a steaming pile of trash right now because there's no fishing. <laughs> exactly. If they just, if they just the added it here. in, just go fishing. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> fine. That's Everybody great. needs fishing. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I think we're ready to, to go into our game of the, the year. Excuse me. Um, so Adam and Steven, um, I'll, I'll, you guys can duke it out who goes first, but uh, let's hear your number one pick for I'm gonna, 2020. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to concede to Adam because I deleted his file. <laughs> and to make up for that in, in a small Redemption. way yeah i i give the i give the florida palooza for this one fair fair uh yeah so this is going to be uh final fantasy 7 remake it's a big big surprise right yeah. <laughs> uh this game is that it makes it makes me want to cry as an adult because square enix they recreated my childhood uh, you know, for current generation platform. And, and that was amazing to see this world that I knew as a kid. And, and Stephen, you and I, we experienced the world of Midgar probably more than anybody else because for the first, I don't know, a couple weeks to a month that we owned that game, we didn't have a memory card. Yep. 
so when we had to shut off the system or <laughs> or we died we had to start the game yeah. over mm. from the beginning the but we didn't care because we loved the game so much that we just wanted to keep playing and uh to to kind of take that that experience even though it's just midgards it's basically the first two to three hours of the original game and they made a 40 hour rpg out of it was was amazing right you're you're down underneath the plate and you're looking up and you're seeing what you know people in that world have been seeing and they're complaining about right the the people in the slums they they bitch and moan about the plate up overhead (laughs) and you can see it firsthand and it's just so incredible you see uh, the wall market for the first time, right? You're you're off in the distance and you can actually see what it looks like from from way off. And then you get into it and you're walking around and, and you you feel you experience this area that that you only saw from one perspective way back in the day. And Over what, um, three screens? I think it was just three screens yeah, worth of wall three, market. Right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Dang. And so there was uh yeah it, and then they they took the music right some of the best music in in video game history and you know they they revamped it they they brought that to the new age as well and when i heard the sector 5 slums music for the first time in the remake i i just stopped i stopped and i listened and i i had to change my pants basically <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah um the the craigasm was real so um yeah and then and then the combat right so you take like this uh you know the the turn-based sort of system that they had from the original but they they change it to a more modern age of gaming right you kind of smash the original final fantasy 7 combat with the final fantasy 15 combat and you get something that's that's remarkable and it feels it feels modern but classic and and uh totally manageable and it, i i i'm surprised garrett that it that it didn't click i understand that it you know not every game is for everybody um but <clears throat> overall like this game exceeded the ex- my expectations they they stayed very very close to the source material which is what I was afraid of, that they were just going to take this thing way off the rails and turn it into something uh, completely unrecognizable. And But they put in their own tweaks, right? They they kind of gave it its own, its own life, which I really liked. And we're kind of, we're seeing it take a direction where we're going to see more of that. We're going to see, you know, that same source material, but tweaked just a little bit, um, you know, to, to make it more modern and to make it uh, something that, that really cap encapsulates that nostalgia, but also makes it interesting for new players. And so I, I can't wait for the next installment of this game. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I loved it so much. It, it exceeded expectations for me and was easily my game of the year. Once, once I played it, no, nothing came close to, to taking this away. And uh, to build on build on Adam what Adam had said about this game is, um, you know, it, it, keeping of the original story elements that we've had, but giving us giving us this tease that we may be able to change particular things that we may not have that may not have settled well with us. It was part of the story back then, but like there's this there's this opportunity that we have right now with this game going into the next parts to have a change in plot. 
Um, and I'm okay with it. They made it, they made this in a way that I'm okay with the changes that they made because they did so, they did so good doing it. It was just wonderfully crafted. Uh, we had talked a little bit about some, some of the games that we played that had maybe some technical issues. Uh, this had zero. It was a, it was a glitch free, graphically gorgeous experience from beginning to end. I ran into no it issues, did have no spots with, with uh, texture issues and, and background quality issues. So there was that, but I didn't, I, I, I didn't even notice them. If it was, it wasn't really there. <laughs> Speaking of backgrounds, how about, how about the part? I think the part that was most like kind of uh, uh, emotionally soul crushing was whenever you roll up over the hill and you see in the distance, the pillar, and there's a battle going on. And as an original player of the Final Fantasy story, you know that this part coming up that you're about to walk into is like one of the most devastating to the to your group of, of friends that you've made in this game. And you look off in the distance and you see this battle going on around it. I stopped for a second. I took a picture because I knew that looking at this, or at least I thought anyway, that there was people in this game that I wasn't going to see again, that they weren't going to be there. And they... They built their characters so well throughout the rest of the game before that, that it made me sad as opposed to almost uncaring and ready to move on to the next part in the original game. Because you, you became attached to these characters that they built, you know, this brand new game around, basically. And not only was it the characters, but the city itself, you know, under the plate. Uh, again, it, there's a little bit of indifference because you don't get to really meet people or see the scope and size and the the, you know, the deplorableness of the environment that these folks lived in, you get a sense of that in this game for certain. They build on this. And they, again, the emotional value that came along with this game from being an original player, it just, it, it took it all to the next level. Took it all to the next level. The main character, Cloud, in the original game, uh, he was very quiet, soft-spoken. You never really understood the character very well because there wasn't much there to go off of. Now we have body language, fa facial expressions that came along with him. And he resonated with me a lot more than what he did in the original as a character who has seen some stuff in his past, suffered a lot, and now is kind of dealing with that suffering. And then you get to see him almost come alive a little bit as a character as he meets, meets Tifa, Aerith, Barrett. <laughs> You get to see his personality start to come out a little bit more. It starts to become a person for you again. So my, you know, Adam hit on all the, on that really great stuff, the music, the combat and everything like that. But the emotional experience with the characters that you get to learn about, as well as the environment growing, it took Midgar from this, you know, three, four hour experience over the course of, of maybe 15 total screens or something like that. And has now turned it into this 40 hour game in this environment that you just love exploring and being in and learning about. It was a, it was a perfect game and that is why it made my number one this year. Yeah. And they, they added, I really liked what they did because you, when you think about the, the first game, right, you're very limited on equipment and like spells and your, your skills and things like that. And they, they expanded on that, right. You have uh, more, more weapons at your, your disposal. There's um, and each weapon sort of has its own, uh, you know, unique customizations that you can make to it and you get more uh, equipable, you, your materials and stuff. There's more of that made available to you that you didn't have in the original. And so um, they just take, uh, you know, all the things from the original game and they just expand it and make it better. Um, and yeah, the, the whole thing with Cloud, like his sort of, his his 
kind of coming to life as as a real boy, as it were, comes much, you know, it, it now we get to see it in the Midgar portion, whereas in the original game, it comes uh, really, you know, kind of way further down the line. And uh, also what you were saying before, now we're seeing an opportunity where they can maybe uh, mess around with the with the original story and maybe come up with something a little bit different, which, you know, maybe people are a little nervous about, but I think what we're seeing, the direction that it's going, um, is actually we're going to find is it's going to be really special and something something still very great and we're still going to have those uh you know all the the areas like we have midgar that's just one area all the other places that we visited in the original game they're still going to come in at some point and we're going to get to experience those areas again for cosmo, another time cosmo canyon like yeah there, I just keep on thinking about the second part coming up to this. Like, there's so many different places that have an emotional resonance to them already from the original game that now we have this whole thing <laughs> that they started in the first one. Right. It's just like, good Lord Almighty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it's going to be absolutely in- incredible. And it, it, there, you know, another spot that I really want to talk about, but it gets spoilery. I mean, I know the game is what, 30 years old at this point, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to get in the spoiler territory. But basically, um, you know, there's there's a spot where you go where you're you're um, looking for a certain individual, and I'm really excited to see that area. Um, I know that's extremely vague, but it's meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of the whole game, I guess you could say. But, uh, <laughs> go in the find a person. <laughs> yeah, and 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 we'll say it's in the northern section of the map. So if you know what's up there, then maybe that gives a, a better clue. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to see what this game has in store. I I love this game so much. So yeah, game of the year, easy choice. Awesome, well said, guys. Very good, love it. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you guys this. You know, this uh, Final Fantasy VII remake is. Uh, there's been examples in the past of me playing a game enjoying it a little bit and then something derailing it for me. And then I come back to it later and it ends up being one of the games, you know, uh, there's an example this year. I'm not going to get into it right now of that happening. And it's one of my favorite games now. So um, I'm going to give this game another chance because the emotion and the, the, you know, everything that I just saw out of you guys. I mean, I, I got to at least see it through the end of the first, first chapter here and, and see if it doesn't, doesn't make a dent in me there. So. I will commit to you that at some point in 2021, I'm going to finish that game. I may even restart it and, and go from the top. So, Hold them to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, hold me to it. Um, all right. Uh, so unless you want to pull a fast one on me, Garrett, but I'm like, we're, I'm 99.9% sure we're on the same page here, man. But um, just in case, maybe I'll let I'll let you go first and and tell. Sure. So real quick, one. I didn't I didn't put this in my honorable mentions because I didn't want to fully tip my oh, hat as okay. to what my game of the year yeah. was. <laughs> you didn't put the uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC because that's my game of the year. But <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I had exactly. to do it again that last year. I tricked everyone. <laughs> it does it does seem like it's pretty awesome. So I I, I would love to check that out, but. Uh, no, you guys are right. It's The Last of Us Part Two, um, and that's the the game that I previously had written off was the first Last of Us. I, I tried it. I played three or four hours. I said I understand what this is all about. Not really for me, and dipped out. 
Um, this year, as things kind of were ramping up towards the launch of The Last of Us 2, I had Adam and Luke both telling me, you got to play The Last of Us. You got to give it the shot, man, uh, among other other people as well. And so I finally, you know, I saw it on sale one day on PSN. This was maybe two weeks before Last of Us Part 2 came out. And uh, I bit the bullet, paid about 10 bucks, I think, and started the game up. And I was hooked from the moment I started playing and, and really just, uh, you know, you know blew through the game honestly a couple couple days i think and uh yeah at that point i was like okay i understand the hype and i'm ready for the last of us part two and i don't think i was quite prepared for what they actually ended up delivering um it was quite honestly i i think uh the best the best story i've ever experienced in a video game and to be quite honest i think i need a redo on our uh best game of the generation episode because i think in my mind it has overtaken death stranding for me as <laughs> the best, best game that's come out this generation so it's a game that um, makes um <laughs> yeah well yeah very very true um yeah so i mean for me it, it's just a master class in storytelling uh the the mechanics of the game the you know the the gameplay is is nothing revolutionary but it's solid it works it gets you from point a to point b as, in terms of the story and i feel like they did do a lot to actually Im- improve the gameplay from from part 1 and that was one of my major hangups the first time i tried part 1 was was the gameplay not feeling like all that special um and so i think they did a good job refining that in part 2 and and making it um you know more enjoyable and and uh, you know, but for like I said, for me, it's all a vehicle for the story, and I think we need more games like this in in the industry to push us forward and make this industry be taken as seriously as as film and TV and stuff like that. Um, because uh, you know, there's a lot you can do in an interactive format like a video game, and we're not seeing a ton of people take the leap and really turn it into a, a, tr- a high art form. And I feel like this game is, is high art, something that will be talked about in history books a uh, hundred years from now. So uh, this game's incredible. Uh, I think it's one of the best games probably come out in the last decade. Um, so I don't know what else more I can say about it. This is again, another, I, all these games were games we did reviews on that were on my list. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we gave uh, our thoughts ad nauseum on that review episode. So um not much more to say there. It's just a, a bang up game and, and one that I, I think is very, very special. All right. I was correct in, in predicting your game of the year there. <laughs> um, yes. Last of Us Part Two, my game of the year, easily. Um, once I played the game, I knew it was pretty much locked in, uh, no matter how much fun. And this is before I knew what Cyberpunk would be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I knew like there was no way of topping that for me because the the emotional investment I had in that game was like no other game I've played. Um, uh, for context, I I played the original um, back in 2017, I believe, uh, late 2016 maybe. I played the first game in like two single sessions or like you know single. You know, without uh, stopping, I think it was two two sessions, and uh, yeah, loved the game. Right, like we don't, we don't, we everyone knows Last of Us Part One, phenomenal video game. And uh, Adam, you and I talked a lot on the show um, about Last of Us Part Two. Do we need 
to see a sequel for this game. That first game was just so exceptional. Do we really need to know what happens after that? The first game ends off on uh, a bit of a, a cliffhanger. And, you know, you, you think, okay, they could address that. But when Last of Us Part Two came out, that was not the focus of the narrative in that game. That was kind of a, a point that they addressed. And... It, it, you know, it, it was talked about, but it wasn't one of those things that was the focus of the game. They they brought this whole new arc that um, I, I did, wasn't really expecting and it just worked for me. Like the way that they, they split that game up between, uh, again, I'm trying my best to keep keep from spoiler talk for anyone who wants to, to, to play this game themselves. But um, mm-hmm. just how they did that was absolutely... Uh, I, I really liked it. it. Really spoke to me. I, I it allows you to feel one thing for one character and make you question that. And mm-hmm. I, I like that challenge that the developer uh, gave me. Right. I like to be challenged in that sense um, because what was clear in the first Last of Us is that you may think you know these characters and you may be attached to these characters, but uh, you don't necessarily know everything about these characters and um, you, you this may be a video game but you don't necessarily get to decide the fate of these characters and a lot of people had a challenge kind of dealing with that um, and I think that was even more prominent in the second one they, they took that theme that they introduced in the first game and just like really expanded it with kind of the, the undertones of the narrative and um there you know i think about this game frequently i think back to so many like uh incredible moments in the story where where the plot just we're we're hitting climax and it 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 just it, it made such an impact on me that i would end game sessions and literally before i went to bed or whatever just like in my mind recap what I had experienced how I felt about that and I don't know any video game ever that I've ever done that not even the first last of us um you know I'll think about scenes in that game that when I played through them I I cried because it was so emotional and I felt like it was delivered so exceptionally and I can think about them now just on demand and almost feel that same emotion and that that's pretty incredible that a video game can do that to somebody um and as someone who loves video games i've never had such a visceral experience like that before so yeah this uh i you you nailed it garrett when you said that people are going to be talking about this game for a long time i understand people's criticisms of the game i understand um that you know people might have not agreed with certain narrative choices in it and that's totally fine because that those are all subjective opinions you can have your own opinion on what you would rather have happened to the characters but for me i i just i loved being a bystander to this story that was delivered to me um you know whether i agreed with choices that happened to certain characters or not i was you know totally uh enthralled with the experience and um yeah i i it's an exceptional game. I think everyone should experience that uh, franchise if you love narrative heavy video games. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's a it's again, we did two episodes on this game. So if you if you want thoughts on it, 
that are a little more flushed out and detailed, you know, hit up those reviews. But um, yeah, really solid game. Yeah. One more thing I'll say is that I think a lot of the quote unquote controversy around this game can be summed up in, in this that, you know, the game's a lot about perspective and it plays with perspective a lot. And I think that the people that just vehemently, you know, hate on this game, perspective is probably what they're lacking. That's, that's not allowing them to enjoy this game. Um, it, it makes me feel like they, they are, are lacking the ability to put themselves in someone else's shoes or experience a story that's not tailor-made for them specifically. And so, um, you know, I would just say to, to anyone who enjoys this game, hates this game, whatever, you know, just think about perspective and kind of, uh, you know, take it in for what it is. Don't, not everything has to conform to what, uh, you know, your thoughts and what your, uh, you know, point of view on things has to be. And so I just think that if people give this game a chance, no matter how they may feel about what they've heard about it, that they'll, they'll end up enjoying it if they can just go in with an open mind and let the story take them where it does. Absolutely. Yeah. For the last of us two, I don't think there's any game this year that came out that had such a huge impact on the gaming community like The Last of Us 2, right? Me and Adam, we, we, we just talked at length about Final Fantasy VII Remake, but there's it, there's kind of a niche niche crew there, right? Uh, those of us who had played the original, some of us who have never played a Final Fantasy and just going into this one the first time, but it never resonated through the gaming community like The Last of Us 2 did, right? I can't deny that. I may have yelled rigged every time it came up during the Game Awards <laughs> or in the stream, you know, but it's not like it's not like Death Stranding rigged. It's it's like <laughs> this game, this game hit hard. It hit home for for a lot of people. It's a cinematic experience as much as what it is a gaming experience. And Absolutely. having never played the Last of Us games at all, I can't deny that fact. I cannot deny the fact that that game has resonated so well out there and generated so much discussion about a video game that it deserves to be in that number one spot for you guys it is a it is a um um that's something that i that i looked at a lot and i, I kind of wish that i could get into it and that i would enjoy it but it's it's just not that type of game for me i did i haven't even played uncharted just to kind of give you an idea mm -hmm. about that kind of cinematic experience in a video game um it, it's just not the type of game that resonates with me but i see that stuff and it's hard to deny the last of us two's mm -hmm. place in this world in our industry um, as one of those top dog games for sure. Yeah. It's definitely a game that like going forward, obviously like if, uh, if I ever come into conversation with somebody who doesn't know anything about video games, I'm probably not going to be able to convince them to go out and buy a console and play a 35 hour video game. Um, but I, I use this game uh, to talk about with people who maybe don't, you know, don't take video games seriously, the medium seriously. They see it as something that is just for children or it's silly nonsense or it's a waste of time. There's people that, did, you know, aren't in our, our community, right? They, they write video games off. I use this as a conversation point to say, here's the things that a video game can do. Um, and it's not just the subject matter of the game. It's all the things that we've already mentioned um, here tonight. And uh yeah i can't wait like you said so you know, like it it shook up the industry when it released and i'm 
we're going to see the ripples of that in the years to come. We're going to be talking about games and we're going to be comparing it to, oh, they're doing something similar to the last, like that. We're going to, we're going to see it just like mm-hmm. those big games, uh, like breath of the wild or, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's the destiny comparison. Yeah. The destiny or the souls like, or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. like it's planted its flag as like, Hey, we are, um, a face of what video games can be. So, it is it's yeah it's a great game (laughs) all right well there we have it guys final fantasy 7 and last of us part 2 are uh our two game of the years for games are fun they they get the gaff award for the the game of the year even split and i really Mm -hmm. like that because i think both those games are pretty deserving of those uh that recognition so solid games different reasons too absolutely yeah yeah they could not be any more different from each other (laughs) yeah all right so now it is time for uh i guess we're we're gonna do some fantasy critic i think is what we had on the agenda next uh do we Uh, have to look at this (laughs) (laughs) we we... uh, was it the um question of the week uh i was gonna do fantasy critic real quick because i didn't think we'd spend too much time talking about because i know it's uh it's late for you guys there on the east coast um so we will let's do a a quick recap of um our fantasy critic and then we can go into what your guys's responses were for question of the week uh let's see if this works the way i wanted it to Oh, that totally did not work the way I wanted it to, but um, how do I do this? Maybe if I go like this, and then we get rid of, let's just do this. I think that worked, maybe, yes, I don't know. There we go. see it, it's not, (laughs) yeah, you're good trying to host the show while also run it simultaneously <laughs> which has uh been interesting all right so Happens. fantasy critic this is something that oh i can't scroll god damn it <laughs> <laughs> okay one sec i gotta pull this up because it it, it it is uh let's just do so if you go in the obs and you start a new oh, i have to open it up so i can guide you through this one second i could just do this just do like a window capture. Yeah, I think that's yeah, what I'm going to do. Yeah, a window capture. I thought I could get away with a browser. Oh, see, this is why I didn't want that to happen because it's pulling from... The, the browser thing in OBS is busted. Like I, yeah, I tried to use it I tried to use it for the game awards just to kind of make a clearer, clearer window, right? Um, but it's a piece of crap and it doesn't work yeah. really well. So if you just do a window <laughs> it, capture. It has its uses for very specific things, but mm-hmm. it's not not for this all right i think uh did you do where is it there we go everyone (laughs) should be able to see that (laughs) okay There there it is all right so we at the beginning of the year i think like halfway through jan january beginning of february i think is when we started this guys Mm -hmm. um but basically this is like 
a fantasy league, but for video games. So we, our fantasy team name is a publisher. So we got LPP Productions, Gaff Games, Project Palooza Inc., and Level Grind Entertainment. So right off the bat, we have to give congratulations to Garrett for winning this year's Fantasy Critic. He got a 159 points uh, in total. So, and not only that, he got that score with also not filling two game spots. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So he beat us out, yeah. and he had less games than all three of us. <laughs> it wasn't the well, if, you, uh, if you count my one that didn't, didn't release. <laughs> true, true, yeah. True, true. <laughs> uh, it wasn't the stomping that it was looking like there when the uh, Cyberpunk reviews first came out, and it was like a ninety-one. Because mm-hmm. then it was I was in like the one seventies or one eighties, and I was like, oh my gosh, I like ran away with this, but. Yeah, I've, I haven't looked at it so right now since then. So yeah, I came back down to earth a little bit. It, it was ended up being a lot closer than than expected. So uh, I had a lot of fun with this, guys. And I think yeah. next year I want to to take a look at the rules on the website. I have a couple ideas I think that might be pretty fun. Maybe potentially we get on Twitch and do our draft live on Twitch, mm, and uh, yeah. maybe potentially even let a couple viewers hop in and and uh, run a team as well, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. Maybe we could yeah. run a contest to have a couple couple other people in here and kind of make the rosters a little bit smaller, make a little bit more competition for, for those big games. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's kind of my acceptance speech for the, uh, the championship <laughs> here. I, I'm just ready to do it all over again yeah. next year and let's have a, a fun time with it again. Cause it was a lot. So of fun I, to, to keep I will of. say I have an opportunity to take second place. It all, hinge, it all hinges on super meat boy forever coming mm. up here at the end of the month. So Very it is nice. possible. It, yeah. We'll uh, we'll find out in the new year. First episode back, if you were able to dethrone, what what would the score need to be? Like a ninety five or, or higher to, to get first 90, place. Ninety eight for first place, it would need to be extremely high. Uh, to to take second place, I only needed to get me eight eight points. points? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it needs to be a 70, so seventy eight or 78, better. Seventy eight. Yeah. I think you have a pretty good I shot. Think, I think that's doable, yeah. Yeah, next year, I definitely want to hand the reins to you, Garrett, because I started this thing, and I'm, I should have just like got you guys to run <laughs> it. As Especially, Garrett, I know you're so well-versed when it comes to fantasy leagues. It's like, I don't mm-hmm. know anything about this, and these guys are telling me, yeah. like, why don't you have this rule? Why don't you? I'm like, guys, I don't even understand <laughs> what's going on right now, but... Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, a couple things. We don't have to go over all these games, but, um, you know, looking at our first round picks, uh, Cyberpunk was the, the big surprising one. I thought that was going to be a lock for you. Uh, but yeah. all of us hit pretty high, you know, um, I lucked out. I got the very, very first pick. Um, so <laughs> that I lucked out with Last of Us Part 2 there, but, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake, bringing in great points for both of you guys there. Um, we did have some uh, some bad experiences, though. For me, we had... I, I took a chance. Predator Hunting Grounds. Uh, <laughs> I had to subtract to minus 13 from that one. I thought uh, they learned from fi- uh, Friday the 13th, and they could have pulled away from that. I will say, having played the game, it was a lot of fun. But uh, 
for you, Garrett, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Only a six points for a Call of Duty game, which I yeah. uh, found very interesting. Yeah, your lowest sure. game. Yeah, it is your lowest game. So, Wow, I didn't even realize that. That's horrible. Moving on to basically the the biggest fail of the year, Level Grind Entertainment. Um, <laughs> we got... I got right. <laughs> Warcraft so 3 many Warforged. negatives. Yeah. I know. Like Warcraft 3 Warforge is the one that I'm probably like most angry about because <laughs> you know, you expect a reforge remake something for a game to look better whenever it comes around. This thing was just it was just ported basically. Bad. It was just a PC yeah. port from and a, a PC bad game. port at that. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a features and stuff, yeah. Blizzard! <laughs> Curses! Yeah. But yeah, uh, Godfall, I think, is unwarranted. I'm not as upset about that because I know it didn't review well, but like, I think the game's fantastic. And then the other one, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. And again, it, it just because it, it ended up just being a port. And it, mm-hmm, they killed mm-hmm. me. I yeah. just got annihilated by, by bad you, scores. You got a zero on Destroy All Humans. Yeah, that one didn't go well. I kind of, for some of those, again, the, what I want to see change is the ability to swap games out, right? So kind of on the fly and be able to 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 just go in, see what games are yet to be released, and be able to to swap things out. It slowed me down because um, mm-hmm. if you look mm-hmm. onto my fantasy football games uh, teams that I play, I am on the waiver wire constantly every week, cycling yeah. players yep. in and out. Right? I kind of lost that in this where I would go in, put a bid in for something. I made like four bids this this season to do swaps mm-hmm. and. No excuse for Warforged and Godfall I was sticking with, but mm-hmm. something like Crystal Chronicles, like if I would have had a little bit of an opportunity, that would be my insight for next yeah. year. Just make it a little yeah. quicker to If there's a way to do that, I would I would love that. I'm not sure if it's built into the system. For instance, the way that I do my, my football leagues is that we do bid, but we bid every day. There's a, a every day at eleven AM there's a run. And so if whoever's put in bids in the last twenty four hours, their bids go through. So if they had some way to, to, to do that where they could process the, the, the bids every day, that would alleviate a lot of that, I think, where yeah. you're not waiting you know, a week to be able to see if you got your next game. Yeah, I think some of the, the settings are a little more restrictive than most fantasy leagues, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Garrett, like you, you, you'll know a lot more of like some of the lingo and can probably, you know, I I think next year, and next year, man, like it's supposed to be, it looks at least right now looks pretty stacked for games. So we can have a lot of fun there Mm -hmm. next year. Yeah. Cause what we got Halo Infinite, possible Fable. We've got God of War, Ragnarok, uh, possibly God of War, Horizon Forbidden West, New World. Yeah. Bounders Gate 3. So. I, I would while, while we're taking a look at so. this, I do want to toot my horn a little bit and say that I had <laughs> the game with the highest score. Yes. Uh, which was Persona 5 Royal. It got yeah. me 28 points. Crazy. And it beat Microsoft Flight Simulator? It did, yeah. Yeah, by uh, five points. Wow. Yeah. Persona yeah. 5 Royal is one of like the best-reviewed games of all time on Metacritic now. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. crazy. yeah. Yeah, the the second was Last of Us, and then I think Microsoft Flights or Half Life Alex uh, also Half-Life got a twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it again next year with you guys. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah, it's it's interesting looking at this. Just uh, another quick point here, I guess is Steven's team had a lot of really heavy hitters, 
Mm-hmm. And then he had those critical, critical misses too, that like mm-hmm. just totally yeah. offset everything he was, yep. he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. My, my top, what top four there. Yeah. Look at that. I had great. Yep. I had some great. Uh, and then crusader Kings three, right. Sitting down there rounding out the bottom of the team. Like I had some yeah, really nice ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Stupid ass Warforged. <laughs> <laughs> God, Come on, gosh. Super Meat Boy. Yeah. Blizzard. Get, get Daddy in the second place. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's bring us all back up on screen here and close out the show with uh, some of the fan responses. Uh, there we There's go. Some good ones. There's some really good ones. Yeah, we got some great responses from you guys. Uh, all right, so give me one sec here to. bring it up so obviously last week we asked you guys what is your game of the year and we got uh, a bunch of responses uh i think we got some on twitter as well as our discord so i'm gonna go over to twitter first and read out those responses uh all right so we got one response over on twitter from Danny at Mad Hatter one one three eight underscore. He says, "Last of Us Part Two. Still can't stop thinking about that game." And then over on our Games Are Fun Discord server, uh, we got a couple responses here. First of all, we got uh, Dean C four seven four, who is uh, Coleman Dean friend of the show. The Last of Us Two has to be my game of the year. I didn't have any other games this year I enjoyed nearly as much. Uh, it's got to be the last of us part. Oh, sorry. Lukewarm Lewis also friend of the show. It's got to be last of us part two for me as well. I've never been so engaged in a game's narrative and cared so much about the characters. I also think the art direction of the game is unreal and adds a very compelling level of realism to the game. Nishan says definitely animal crossing new horizons the perfect storm of a life sim and the never-ending quarantine made for one of the most engaging time-consuming and relaxing gaming experiences of 2020 we're still playing it today and probably will be well into 2021 that's a big amen Nishan amen (laughs) all right uh any anything you guys want to throw in the twitch chat uh if you want to give any Shoutouts in the games of the year. Uh, now would be the time to to do it. But I think we're we're all it, it it's pretty clear that 2020, man, like the obviously like I played more games this year than any other year uh, previously, mostly because of the quarantine and everything like that. But if we just look at what games release, like these, this was a good year of gaming and. I think it's going to be one of those ga- years that's looked back. You know, we, we we pick out certain years. It's like, you know, 2018 stands out as a, a stellar year. Um, 2017 was also an exceptional year. Like 2020 is going to be one of those years that we look back and look at all the games that came out that year and just be pretty surprised by how many incredible experiences there were. So, um yeah, it was pretty pretty great. Uh, going back over into the chat, Polar Ninja Twenty Three says, "Game of the Year for me was Among Us. That game definitely helped bring friends together and gave them a way to spend time and have fun during the pandemic." 
yeah couldn't call it... each other liars <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> so good so much fun that game um and then we got uh sashi sat is it I'm, am i pronouncing that right i think i got corrected earlier this this morning sashi Nachi. Okay. Nachi. Not to Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, not for Game of the Year. I just want it to know I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> find, find you someone that looks at you the same way Sashi looks at Monster Hunter World, Iceborne. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Meg Radtack1995 in the chat says, while well, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is so good, The Last of Us 2 is my fave game this year and probably of all time. That makes me happy, Meg. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that uh, that's going to conclude it, guys, for uh, for the last episode of Games Are Fun for 2020. All right. There's one more. Doom Eternal was my game of the year because oh. it was fast paced and full of action. And I was just and it was just so awesome. Or you were just so awesome. <laughs> were you awesome at the game? I'm I was, just, gonna say, just, I so was awesome. just so awesome. You were the <laughs> glitch. You were the best Doom guy ever. That's what we're going yeah. with. <laughs> I like it. All right, guys. Well, yeah, that, that concludes our episode. Um, so before I go here, uh, not to, again, I did this last year, but for real, guys, I cannot thank Garrett, Adam, Steven, you guys enough for just the commitment you guys have had to Games Are Fun uh, this year, I think this year has been the, the biggest growth we've seen. I think we've been able to start build a community. Uh, Garrett, we brought you on full time. You had to uh, take that break uh, with with the little one coming. But, you know, you I, I was just so impressed that even though with that, you, you came back uh, and were, were committed to, to helping out the show, even when you're on that hiatus and everything like that. That was was so awesome to have your support with that. Um, Steven. Of course. For for you as someone who is not one of the like a, you're you're officially now a member, but for someone who uh, has just come on a couple episodes, for you to constantly be supporting and promoting games are fun. Like we, I cannot thank you enough how much that means to me, and I'm sure the other guys too. And mm -hmm. you've been a, a a huge key member in growing games are fun, building a community. I mean, it's clear here today, even in Twitch chat, we have your regulars and, and your stream. Uh, so shout out to, to everyone, uh, all you in the Twitch chat coming out and representing. Um, yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for that. <laughs> Kingdom came out tonight. It's fantastic. And and I, I will say it again. I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, making it official, bringing me in with you and um, again, providing just this amazing opportunity. And I, I, I cannot wait to see what we do this year. We've got, we've got stuff listed already. And I'm excited to bring it all to fruition with you. I think it's going to be great and easy, easy support. Easy. Absolutely. Adam, uh, huge shout out to you, man, because uh, you literally helped me take this podcast from just being literally in the the spare bedroom here with a laptop on, on a little TV tray, my microphone on, on a stack of boxes to... To, to being a real show and having a co-host that I can count on every single week to to back me up and, and to provide content. Like, I, I if I wouldn't have brought you on 
back back last year i don't think we would have gone this point with games are fun so uh yeah i just wanted to thank you for how integral you you've been to the show and yeah it's it's been a lot of fun and can't wait for for 2021 guys because i think it's going to be a really solid year we've got a lot of goals planned and i can't wait to to execute on them and the biggest thing uh chat and to all the listeners all of this stuff that we've got planned is all for you guys and mm-hmm. uh and honestly like i wouldn't even be in position to be uh offered a spot here if it weren't for you tuning in and listening each week uh that they provide an episode so of course, there's a ton of appreciation that goes out to all of you that are in chat right now, all of you that are going to be listening to this on the podcast. Um, we do it for you, and we want to be here without you. So thank you as well. For sure. Yep. And of course, you know, we are our, our uh, ringleader here, Luke. You know, this is this is this is your platform, man. This is this is your creation and uh i'm i'm very appreciative that that you you brought me along for the ride and uh i've certainly enjoyed you know all of it and and i can't wait to see what what we i can't wait for everyone to see what we have in store for uh 2021 and and uh you know new content that we're gonna bring it's um yeah it's all all really exciting and i mean you you put in uh, just a boatload of work just this month alone with the extra <laughs> extra live stream and mm-hmm. and now setting this up like yeah um yeah just excellent work uh great team that we got here and uh can't wait to to keep rolling thank you yeah your tech sure. your technical work on that marathon luke <laughs> solid <laughs> Uh, he solid. needed like he took like three or four days off after that because yeah, so I, yeah, it, it, it was a long day and <laughs> and if you if you caught that stream, you can see I I let loose a little bit uh, when we got to Among Us because it was a lot of work to put into it. So uh, I really appreciate the recognition on that. Thanks, guys. Yep, for sure. And to 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 both you, Adam and 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 Luke, I do appreciate a lot. You guys being flexible with me this year. And I told Luke when he asked me if I wanted to join up front that uh, actually he was one of the first people I told that we were going to be having another baby because I wanted to make sure he knew that it was going to be a situation where I was going to probably have to take some time off and, you know, occasionally last minute not be available. So I just appreciate you guys sticking with me, letting me be a part of the team and, and uh, being, you know, flexible with me and allowing me the the chance to be here when I can and, and the freedom to, to skip if I, if I really need that, that, um, you know, freedom. So, uh, I, I just, uh, appreciate being a part of this team guys. And I'm looking forward to what we do next year as well. Absolutely. All right. Well, that concludes it for this episode of games are fun. Um, let's, uh, let's all plug ourselves. So I'll start with you, Steven, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere. Make sure, make sure. Oh, wait, it's over here. That one there. You, you can go. find me. <laughs> you can find me anywhere. Twitter. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitch at Lordly King Estots all over the place. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to about 12 p.m. You can join me in the kingdom as we play some Final Fantasy 14. Um, I also do nighttime streams every once in a while. And every once in a while, I'll do stuff on Twitter and Instagram as well. All the same name. I'm that good at the uh, branding. <laughs> right on. Uh, Adam? Uh, I'm on uh, both Twitch and Twitter at Adam Palooza 85, relatively newly minted uh, affiliate. 
Uh, yes. Thanks everybody that helped out gather, uh, helped me ob- obtain that goal. Um, it's really helping me to uh, kind of expand a little bit with, with what I want to do with my channel. So much appreciated. So yep. Find me on, on either of those platforms, pretty much the only two places I hang out, Twitch, Twitter at Adam Palooza 85. Great. How about uh, you, Garrett? Yep. I'm LP Panther everywhere, uh, Twitter and uh looking to get into some twitch uh in the new year so uh, if you guys want to go ahead and follow me it's lp panther as well if you want me to earn it you stop by for that first stream <laughs> and i'll earn your follow then so uh you can just follow me on twitter then if if you want to want to make me earn it and i'll uh, i'll let you guys know when i'm getting into some streams here in the new year so perfect you can follow me on twitter at luke allen arm uh, follow me on twitch.tv slash luke the llama again big shout out to Adam, Garrett, Steven, uh, we even a lot of these people in chat right now um, for, for helping me reach affiliate today. That was incredible. The work is just beginning. And uh, yeah, can't wait for that. Um, make sure you follow the show on Twitter uh, at Games Are Fun Pod, Instagram at Games Are Fun Pod. Uh, if you're on Facebook still, <laughs> facebook.com slash Games Are Fun Podcast. And then we do have that community Discord where we're always talking in there pretty much every day, uh, which is invite.gg slash games are fun. Adam just threw it up in the chat there. So make sure you join uh, if you want to take part in gaming discussion. We also talk about lots of all all sorts of other things there. Um, Fantasy football, food, movies, TV shows, uh, pretty much anything. If you're just looking for a group of people to chat with, that's a great place to do it. So uh, once again, invite.gg slash games are fun. All right. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up here for podcast audiences. Uh, again, we're going to be back the probably the week of after January 11th. We're taking at least two weeks off. Uh, we'll have to figure out in the new year when we're going to make our return. So no, no earlier than January 11th, uh, but we'll be back. And like we've been saying, uh, for real, we got some fun content planned. Um, we can't wait to, to show you guys that in the new year. So thanks again for listening to this episode of Games Are Fun, and we will talk to you all in the new year. 